Darling, darling, darling. I saw a paparazzi stuck in my head. I'm your biggest fan. Hey guys, you want to hear a joke? You. Oh God. How do you wake up, Beyonce? You, you poke, poke her face. face. Thank you for coming to my dad's shitty joke that he totally fucked up when we were like nine and four or something like. No, twelve and seven. Thank you. But ha 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 Should be a comedian. Yay. Our dad should be a Our dad should be a comedian. Our dad should be a comedian. He's so fucking funny. Oh my god. He's a comedian and a magician because he disappeared. <laughs> well Hi no. Guys. He- <laughs> Hi guys. No, he didn't disappear. We kicked him out. We we ye- well mm, I he kicked. left. Well, no. Mm. No, we kicked him out. He did not want to leave until he was court ordered to leave. So, hi, guys. Welcome to Grab Bag Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Riley. And now you know too much about our family history. Woo! So, uh, firstly, this week, this episode's dedicated to one of our mentors who happened to pass away today. Um, we're doing shitty movies that I like, and I don't think he would have liked this movie, honestly, because he really (laughs) loved classic movies and classic musicals. But Rick would have loved the theme of this movie, which is underlying homosexuality and music no 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 we're not talking about high school musical but god i wish we were music and me that was in a really good place considering that uh i just ate hot cheetos as a meal anyway just say anyway say what you gonna say also, I just explained to my mother not only <laughs> what Femboy's Hooters was, not only what um, Jefferson Miku binder was. Ha- Miku, Hatsu Miku, a binder. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson Miku binder. I also explained what uh, 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 Clone High. Clone. I couldn't J- think of the word clone. Clone High School, John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. Nothing bad ever happens to the, the Kennedys. Kennedys. <laughs> Anyway, I had to explain. watch me, hold me, sign my cast for me, wheel me. I. You can't be that loud on these mics. Also, shout out to Sydney's boyfriend Stephen, who taught us how to use our mics. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank Stephen. And he was like, "Am I throwing too much at you?" And I'm like, "No, I'm following. I got it. I got it." What? Meanwhile, Riley and Sydney are sitting down on the floor being assholes. We wanted to know if that picture with baby Jesus or not. See, fucking and the answer apparently was, ba- it was baby Jesus. So apparently we're gonna, we have a picture of baby Jesus. We're gonna bake Stephen so many goods he becomes diabetic. That's my threat. When people are nice to me, stop. I'm like, I'm gonna give you so many. People baked aren't gonna goods. be nice to you anymore. I'm gonna give you so many baked goods. You know what? You're you're gonna go go into a diabetic coma because you were nice to me once because you <laughs> folded a shirt. That's what Rachel. Not, not that level. No, because, like, I don't know. I'm not that, like, socially repressed for niceness. Like, if if a customer folds a shirt nicely after they just pick it up, I'm like, oh, cool, thanks, that's super nice. Um, But sometimes people can be too nice and too helpful to where it's just a detriment because they don't know what they're doing. Okay. I'll tell you a story later because I don't want to – 
air out my workplace stuff. But one of my coworkers was telling me how they're helping a customer the other day, but they were being too helpful, and it just it was just getting them nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't allowing themselves to be helped, honestly. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Anyway. So, uh, this movie we're doing shitty, or this movie, fuck me. This week we're doing shitty movies I like, and this is a movie that is technically a shitty movie. I have but never thought it was a shitty movie. Rachel, this is the theme of this goddamn segment. I we know. We all know that you don't find movies shitty if you have a fun time. And because you were gay and 14, you I had was a 12. fun I was time. 12 when this movie wow. came out. Am I wrong still? You're not. But the thing is, I like it. I like this movie. Rachel, you're allowed to like movies. This movie, so I looked at the Rotten Tomato score because that's just what everyone seems to quantify and qualify movies Which by. It's a weird thing as a society we decided to do. Like, yes. Let's movie just, ratings? Well, no, not in general, but like specifically Rotten Tomatoes ratings? Well, it's because Rotten Tomatoes was a website and that's like their niche because like you would throw Rotten Tomatoes at bad performers in ye olde England. Yep, yeah. I just blew Riley's mind because she's like, oh, no, it's all clicking into place, and now I seem no, stupid. No, I, I, know, I know that. Yeah, and so they're rating it on how badly they would have had a tomato thrown at them, how rotten the tomato would have been. Also, tomatoes were said to be poisonous back in the day, so they're literally trying to kill actors. Welcome to theater history. Um, anyway, you're just being a bitch about some website's niche way of saying this movie sucks. For no reason. Yeah, cause like I. Cause feel that's like, your brand. Yeah, I don't have a brand. I am brandless. Which is your brand? Cheerios. Stop that. <laughs> now we're going to get copyrighted for that. You just dropped <laughs> for nothing a, else. You just dropped a brand name down on us. <laughs> Rachel, we have sung. I know. So <laughs> I many. Know, songs I know. I know. I know. I know. We just referenced Beyonce. Anyway, um, oh God. so the Rotten Tomato score is 45%, That's which that isn't bad. that bad. That's almost halfway. But the audience score is Ooh. 34%. I thought it was bad as we anticipated. It's not as bad as the last movie I liked, which was Stick, stick it. it. But, or it Catwoman. Was, what was Stick It? It was like 20-something percent. Ooh. And Catwoman was in the teens, if not. was good. Yeah, because we're stupid sluts, Riley. Okay, I don't have any... We're stupid sluts, and a lot of people were comparing it to Bring It On, and we've never seen Bring It On. Fair. But also, I feel like... I feel like Stick It is a good movie, and... But that's also just me... Now. It's us being dumb gays, Riley. Well, it's me now, and not, like, me when I was... in like, when the movie came out, like, what, 2008? No, it came out, like, 2006. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's different time periods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know? I know, I got you. Okay. Anyways, the movie we're doing is Jennifer's Body. So a little backstory on Jennifer's Body and my relationship with Jennifer's Body. Riley's rolls her eyes because she's heard the story a thousand times before. But it's important. So in 2009, this movie came out. And uh, I don't want to say it was basically straight to DVD because it did show in theaters. But it was basically straight to DVD. My mom bought me the DVD not knowing anything about it. She did not Rookie read. Mistake. She did not read a. Si- she did not read a single thing about this. She just saw. Why did she buy it then? Because this was the year after she got me the Grudge for Easter. What? I got the Grudge in our in my Easter basket, the DVD, of the Grudge. 
We have that on DVD somewhere? Yes. It's in the living room. I don't think I've ever seen The Grudge. It's okay. Okay. I mean, well, that's, that's just you I've, as a I've, horror movie fanatic. True. And I will say there's true. a scene There's a scene in it's either Grudge 2 or 3 that's always fucked me up for years. And I was actually thinking about it in the shower the other day. And I was like, should I tell Riley and ruin her life? I'm ruin your life real quick. There's a scene in the second Grudge where a girl's taking a shower and she's washing her hair. And the grudge's hands come out of the back of her head and touch her hands as she's walk- washing the back of her head. So sometimes when I'm washing my hair, I just ima- I just see that scene in my head of the grudge's hands coming out from my hair no, and you know touching what sho- my hands. You know what shower thought always messes me up? What? Is it Psycho? No. Um, it's that one, like, Reddit post creepypasta thing that's like someone could be sitting outside your shower and you wouldn't even know because – and they're just waiting for the shower to stop so they can, like, kill you and stuff. Oh. So, like, whenever I, like, get, like, really paranoid, I always, like, keep looking out the shower just to see, like, there's no one sitting on, like, the toilet seat. Wow. That's a level of paranoia I've never reached. Wow, congrats. Yeah. I have anxiety. Oh, wait, one of the mics. Is it being weird? I'm going to pause it for a second. Pause the recording. All right, cool. We're back. Anyway, so we were talking about The Grudge, but whatever. So my mother bought me this DVD without reading a single fucking thing about it. She saw... Best friends, demon, high school. I was in middle school. I had a best friend since childhood like that. Um, and I was a scary kid. So she was like, ah, oh, it's a good horror movie. It's going to be cool. It has Megan Fox in it and Amanda Seyfried, who she knew from Mean Girls as Karen, obvi. So, like. And Mama Mia? I don't Mama, think Mama, was Mama, 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 Mama Mia was out. Yeah, it was 2010, I think. Mm. Yeah. Because it's 10 year anniversary. Oh, it might. Mm, I don't know. Let's see what Mama Mia. When did Mamma Mia come out? When did Mamma Mia bless us with with this? That's a staple in our household. And so I always will defend Mamma Mia. Ooh, 2008. Ooh. Oh, buddy. Okay. Wait, so how old are you in 2008? Like 13? No, I was 11. I don't know how to do math. This movie came out in 2009. Jennifer's Body came out in 2009. Oh, so that means... Mamma Mia came before, yeah. Yeah, right. and it was a right. staple yeah. of our household. No, we hadn't seen it yet. We hadn't? No, because... I don't know Lupa when... Lupa had it on DVD for two years. She had it while I was in high school, and I hadn't seen it yet. You hadn't seen it by high school? I thought, nope. I thought it was always a part of our household. No, nope. it ABBA was. Abba wasn't invented with Mamma Mia. No, no, no I, I I've known Abba since kindergarten. No, I know, but we grew up differently, so I always thought Mamma Mia was a staple of our household. No, 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 no Abba was. Abba Gold. And uh, the Abba Gold CD is basically the Mamma Mia Mamma soundtrack. Mia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to Mamma Mia, the cast recording, at Marissa's house. Marissa is going to be the best friend character. Is it going to be the best friend I talk about during this? She was my childhood best friend that is going to be mentioned in this a lot because this episode of Jennifer's Body has a lot to do with her. Um, but I remember listening to her house and be like, "Oh, you're singing Abba," and she's like, "No, it's Mamma Mia." And I'm like, "Well, there's a song called Mamma Mia, but the it's Abba." And she was like, "No, it's Mamma Mia, the Broadway show." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Because I was like six. Anyway, we were both right, so it doesn't matter. Look into his angel eyes. One look. Sometimes, sometimes when I play D and D and I'm attacking someone, I'll just I'll just attack him and I'll be like, and yeah, I'm doing that while singing Angel Eyes from the Mamma Mia Two soundtrack. So take that for what you will. <laughs> Riley's a goddamn monster. Hey, I took an alignment test and I got. 
I got lawful neutral. Yeah, you're very rule oriented. Yeah. I'm chaotic. Good. We know. <laughs> we know. We know, David. We know. We know. <laughs> I'm sad. We know. We know. Anyway, so Jennifer's body, my mom bought me, she bought it for me for all those reasons, and then didn't realize it made me very gay. <laughs> and, uh,. Head up, so, do no think. <laughs> head, do no think. But when I first watched it, I watched it with Marissa. <laughs> and we were watching it, and she looks, Marissa looks over at me, and I'll never forget this because it bugged me. I'll go ahead tell the story later, but it, it whatever, it, it matters. It came up. I'll, I'll tell you when this happened in the movie, when I'm talking about the movie, or when we're going through what the movie's about. She looked at me, and she goes, you're needy, and I'm Jennifer. And I was so mad for years that I was needy. I was needy Lesnecki. And she was Jennifer fucking Check. And you know what? She is Jennifer Check. Because if Jennifer Check didn't end the way she did, Jennifer would have been very successful. And Marissa now has both her bachelor's and master's from fucking Harvard. So. And her birthday was yesterday. Hi, happy, happy birthday, birthday Marissa. I love Marissa. This isn't me yelling at Marissa. But at the no. time, I was so mad about it. I just remember being like pissed. I was like, I am not needy. I am. You I, are I, needy. I am needy. What? Why is her name needy? Her name's Anita. Oh. So probably, nickname. yeah, it's her nickname. Anyway, so let's talk about Jennifer's body. Let's dive in. If you've never seen what? Jennifer's body, um, I highly recommend it because I love this fucking movie so much. Mariana, my best friend, and Riley had never seen Jennifer's body, or Riley had seen it like once at a glance or something like Riley had yeah. barely seen it and the Alamo pre-quarantine did a special showing of it not a rowdy showing not one where I could quote along and yell along but uh, just a showing and I bought tickets for the three of us without checking any of our schedules <laughs> and made us align our schedules to go see it <laughs> oh Rachel's insane I love Jennifer's body and neither of them had seen Jennifer's body and we needed as a group to, to see, see Jennifer's, Jennifer's body, body together together to I needed I needed to show them Jennifer's body together. and I had never seen it in a theater I'd always seen it on TVs or I just like just watch it on my laptop watching it in a theater is worth it it's good it's good I had you a fun slot for Jennifer's body yes <laughs> all these all these all these <laughs> actors all these actors who are now in their 30s live in my head rent free I love them all. I have I had a huge crush on every single person in this movie, and that's what made me a bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to look at you. I don't even want to look at you. So my next bulletin point, my, my bulletin point, bulletin point. My next, my next bulletin point. My next bulletin point. My next point says starring Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox, and again, this movie made me gay. Oh, my next point is tell the Marissa story. <laughs> Wow, I love that Done. we're really. I love, I love that we're really checking the boxes following here. Following my own fucking notes. Although we're checking the bulletin points. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, you don't make mistakes often. I get to milk it. I make mistakes often. I think it is bulletin point though. It's bullet points. Okay. Because it's a bulletin is it not board. Sequence? Yeah, I, I know it's a bulletin board. Bullet. I know bullet, bullet points is correct, too, but I feel like you could say bulletin points. Bulletin. I feel like it's nerdier if you say bulletin points, and I think that's what I'm bullying you for. Not whether you're correct or not, just because you said bulletin. Well, I mean, what's coming up is bullet points, so I'm probably I'm for sure, for sure wrong. 
Yeah, I know. It's trying to autocorrect me to bullet points. Okay, so it's not even bulletin points. Yeah, I just couldn't think of the word bullet. Love that. Okay. So, even we though bullet is in the word bulletin, I got more than halfway there. <laughs> I needed to edit. Not the point. Everything in this movie is important to me. <laughs> it's because you're fucking gay. Stop it. Every plotline is important when you're gay. That was an attack. You're going <laughs> You're going to homophobe prison. Anyway. How am I going to homophobe pr- prison? I don't want to be in there. I don't give a shit what you want. I don't want to be with them. I don't give a shit what you want. Okay, so the them. movie starts with Needy, who is Amanda Seyfried, in her hospital room surrounded by a bunch of letters and gifts. And uh, she narrates a lot of this movie, especially in the beginning, middle, and end. Or in the beginning and kind of like this, the sh- narration would be a would big cinema sin. Yeah, but fuck that guy. Anyway. Wait, why? What happened? He's just an asshole. That's fair. He doesn't like, he's like, he doesn't watch movies for fun. And it's not, he yeah. only watches them to be critical, regardless of whether he likes them or not. not. So he only watches them to be an asshole. Granted, that's how he made his brand, and like he's making a butt ton of money off of it. It's also just kind of it gets old. It gets very cynical after a while and annoying. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So fuck that guy. Continue. Anyway, so she's talking about how a lot of people write her letters, and that she thinks she gets more letters than Santa Claus, um, and talking about how she used to be a normal person. It's cool, I guess. Cue scene of her changing, and there's a huge scar on like her side and one on her shoulder terrifying um and then she tells us she's in a mental hospital we love it cute to her we love starting out a movie in a mental hospital you're already there you're already there where else can you go so uh we're really going to the extremes a favorite part of the narration that i say a lot in my head that no one will ever fucking get is i'm a kicker k-i-c-k-e-r it says so on my chart and so she's we sitting. We get it. You're nerdy. She's sitting in the lunchroom. Uh, this dietitian lady comes up and is like, hmm, "Maybe don't eat a pop tart. Maybe you need more nutrition than that." And Amanda Seyfried just kicks her the fuck in the face. And the lady literally loses a tooth. So she kicks a dietitian, yep. knocking out one of the lady's teeth, and gets thrown into a solitary cell where an elevator version of a song that she quote unquote fucking hates plays over the speakers. Elevator version. You get, yeah. you get the yeah, like dee, instrumental, dee, dee. not even instrumental, like that. It has that, like almost played on like a child piano type of sound. Alrighty. So it's not just instrumental. It's not yeah. a karaoke version playing. It plays, yeah. Karaoke night at the psych ward. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> be like, let's let's sing to all these elevator tunes. Let's let's sing these boys. And while she's sitting in there, she's like. I wasn't always like this. Cut back to two months ago. All of this happens in two, two months. months. Which I thought it was maybe like a six, year? half a year. Like a semester. Yeah. Two fucking months. And that surprised me. Um, earlier in her hometown of Devil's Kettle. It's named so because there's this huge waterfall that all feeds into this tiny hole that no that's so deep no one's ever figured out A, how deep it is, or B, where it leads to. And uh, there's, like, montages of scientists dumping, like, random shit down there, like, orange bouncy balls and shit, just to see where it comes out, and they've never found it. So, uh, (laughs) maybe it's another dimension. Or, you know, just really fucking deep. I love the narration. Sometimes I just put quotes from the narration in here because I love it. Also, this movie... We get it. You love it. (laughs) 
Yes. They <laughs> thought this movie was going to be way more successful than it was. And it's considered a cult classic now, actually, which is why they showed now. it at the Alamo. Yeah. Love it. Love to see it. I can't wait for it to have, like, rocky horror amounts of fame in 20 years to where I can go and yell things in public during Jennifer's body. Anyway. I'm a kicker. K-I-C-K-E-R. It even says it's so on my, my chart. chart. Virgin just yells it at the screen. Everyone in, ch- in Everyone in. throws a tooth at the screen. <laughs> When the lady spits out her teeth. Anyway. Um, Diablo Cody, who wrote this, released the screenplay as a book. So we also have Jennifer's Body, the, the book. book. And I cannot remember which came first in our house. Honestly, I don't either. I have no idea. I don't because know. it wasn't released. Like, she released... It was It was written for the, for the movie and released as a book. It wasn't released in book format, or it wasn't released like printed as a screenplay. It was she added the narr- she added the uh, like needy says looking around. She added what makes a book a book. She added the storytelling elements of literature in it, so it doesn't read as needy line 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 narrative. Blah 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 blah. It doesn't read like a screenplay. Yeah, intro, intro house day yeah. whatever or yeah interior house day whatever intro fuck me. Um. So I can't remember which one came first, but uh, there's they kind of just here. both appeared in our house. They at both the just same appeared. Time. Yeah, it's and probably it, it from a, a demon. I don't know. It was the gay fairy being like, "Boink, being like, here you boink, go, boink, bitch." That's actually when I first started thinking I might be gay, but I hid it until college. Yeah. What you, a what a unsurprising story that most people have to go through. Yeah, Rachel came out through in college. I came out. I came in out after school. Riley came out because yeah. I was like, "Wow, why the fuck Riley came out? I guess I'm out now." And that was that. That was yeah. literally that. Like I, f- I figured out that you came out like through like a Facebook post and. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do a coming out because I, I don't care honestly. Yeah. But on national, it wasn't. It was during Pride. It was like National Bisexuality Day or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, I was like, like makeup. I was, I literally was just like, Happy Pride from your local local neighborhood bisexual, and that was it. That yeah. was my entire coming out. Yeah. And people were like, like, "You're bi," and I'm like, "What? You didn't know?" Wow, Rachel. I didn't tell anyone. I just did it. Why you like this? This movie. Let's continue. Anyway, this movie. Uh, stick it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So, Catwoman. Enter Jennifer. Rachel, wait. This series should be renamed. Movies, movies that, that made, made Rachel gay. gay. <laughs> All of them. Um, <laughs> enter Jennifer, who's played by Megan Fox. Cute, popular, slutty. Basically, the cheerleader flag patrol. Like, they're she's on the flag team, which is basically just cheerleaders with flags. Color guard? They just they just refer to it as flags the entire time, so I don't give a shit what it's called. I don't know what it is. She's a cheerleader. Um and she is like the stereotypical stereotypical popular girl. Beautiful, funny. I don't know. I don't know if she's that funny. But beautiful, rich, head of the cheerleading team. Yada yada yada. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Um and she's a slut, so you know, whatever. You know, love that. Uh needy. Nerdy, smart, yearbook editor, her boyfriend Chip, drummer, and super adorable, played by Johnny Simmons, who is just so fucking cute. Oh, He's like 30, Rachel. He's 33 and he's been married since 2005. He has two children. I googled him. Rachel Colleen. 2015, not 2005, sorry. Why do you do this? 
Rachel, this wait, I might have like, gotten it wrong. Is it Kyle Gallner who has two kids? Because like, he is like thirty three though. You do, you do. Like this man lives in your head rent free. Thirty three and oh, he's not married. Okay, he's only five ten. He's only ten years older than me. Short King, hey, we stand Short Kings. He's not even that short. He's still three inches taller than me. Hey, Johnny Simmons, you ever listen to this? You want to be in love? Rachel, you have too many proposals for that. You're right. None of which I would accept. Whatever. <laughs> but if if you don't know who Johnny Simmons is, A, Google him because he's that very cute boyish, like, boy next door type of looking boy. And if you've ever seen Evan Almighty, which is the sequel to Bruce Almighty, he is um, Evan's son, eldest son. Anyway, I've seen that movie once on TNT, and I don't remember it. I don't even know what original movie you're talking about. Bruce Almighty, so. it's when Jim Carrey gets the powers of God. Morgan Freeman's God, and he makes him God. Because you've never seen Bruce Almighty? No. Jennifer Anderson's his girlfriend. As part of his powers as God, he just makes her boobs like a little bit big. We need to watch Bruce Almighty. I think you would actually really like Bruce Almighty. It's very funny. Alrighty. I guess we're adding that to the things Riley needs to experience list. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so um, they're there. They zoom in on each one of them being like... My boyfriend, my best friend, uh, one of the background girls, one of the background girls, the girl who uh, uh, protests the abortion clinic in Juno, the one who tells Juno that her baby has fingernails. Very specific, already. I don't know what else that actress has been in, and I don't know her name. Um, but the one who tells Juno, your baby has fingernails, Juno, uh, leans over to Nikki, uh, Nikki, fuck, Needy, and is like, you guys are totally like lesbian gay, and this entire movie is very queer coded. You cannot tell me otherwise. Um, it there's an actually actual, is there's an actual gay thing, but the more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh fuck, this, this is, is queer gay. coded. This is this is this homosexual is activity. This is gay. It's, homosexual activity. It is gay, and okay. like yeah. Yes. So anyway, later, uh, so at that point, Needy's like, no, she's just my best friend. Whatever. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. So Jennifer th- then tells Needy that they're going out tonight, quote unquote tonight. And Low Shoulder is playing at Melody Lane. I saw their MySpace page. And the lead singer is extra salty. Riley, do you remember their definition of salty? Super hot. Yeah, beautiful. Hey! hey! Jennifer and Needy have their whole, like, own language in this. Because they've been best friends literally since kindergarten. Uh, another quote that lives in my head rent-free is sandbox love never dies. Meaning, like, they've been best friends forever since the sandbox. So they're always going to be best friends because... If they've continued their friendship this long, it's going to stay. So, boo, cross out needy. I cross out Riley sometimes, and she hates it. Because it, like... Boo, I cross out Riley. Quote, but I don't understand the joke of it, because it's not funny. Her name's Jennifer Check, and if you're not going to hang out with her, she's going to cross you out, because it's not a check mark, it's an X. That's really basic. I didn't even know her last name was Check. Her name, I've said, I already said it once... Just because you say things doesn't mean I listen. God. There is no right, that's the whole point of this podcast. Well, no, 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 no. Like, I, I didn't know before this podcast that her name was Check. Okay, sure. So the reason she crosses out Needy is because Needy says that she's going to hang out with her boyfriend tonight, and she already told him they're going to hang out, so she can't go out to fucking low shoulder at Melody Lane. Um, but Needy eventually agrees, and Jennifer tells her to waste something cute. Chip is my idol. Now we finally get to talk to Chip. So Chip's laying on Needy's bed while she's trying to pick an outfit for tonight. And she's pick, she's wearing, like, low-rise jeans. And he's like, I can almost see your front butt. And she's like, it's my rock look. Okay, yeah, but I can see your womb. 
The 2000s were a different time, man. I've never even heard of Low Shoulder. Which one is Jennifer Stocking? The lead singer, obviously. Um, She says he's extra salty. What does that mean again? Salty means beautiful. Then you must be soy sauce, babe. We get it, Rachel. You love this movie. You will quote this movie till the day you die. We get it. You can have a Jennifer's body theme wedding. We get it. Can you, Jennifer's prom dress is white. <gasps> no. No. That means you have to dress as needy in her 80s theme prom dress. The really, really ugly one. Cross out. Why do I have to dress up as needy? Who else is going to do it? And you've got the hair for it. Hey! You've got the hair for it. I I had no love before. I thought I would no more. It's Amanda Seyfried in Mamma Mia too. Here we go again. Where she, where she just finds out that she's pregnant. Where she just, where she just finds out that she's pregnant and she you thinks about- pregnant. You said <laughs> You're like pregnant. I was, I was Am I I was, I was laughing. So it broke up my word. Anyway- it's, 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 she finds out she's pregnant and she's like, I I have no love before. Wait a second. Mom, were you knocking? I hate you. Okay. So, <laughs> as you should. As, no. no, let me keep going. It's from Mommy too when she finds out she's pregnant. Got it. As they kiss. The, she thinks the dynamite. As they kiss. The as Needy and Chip kiss. Yes. Needy stops and automatically knows Jennifer is there through their weird psychic bond because they're weirdly psychically linked. And that is a theme throughout this whole movie. Chip informs us that Melody Lane isn't a club, as Jennifer referred to it as. It's barely a bar and basically a bingo hall with taps. So it's the one bar in a small town in the middle of nowhere that all the old alcoholics hang out at, and then sometimes the teenagers will pop in and try and get a beer. We all know it. We all, we know, all it. know it. It's a thing. Uh, and then Jen tells him he's like lying green jello because he wasn't invited. What's that mean, Riley? That he's upset. And he's, and he's sour. He's jealous. Um, he's jealous that he wasn't invited. And he's like, I'm not jello. She's like, yes, you are. You're lime green jello. We get it. There's a different language in this movie that I do not understand. It is just slang terms that they Stop created. Stop kidnapping my girlfriend. He yells at the car uselessly as they drive away. Because Jennifer drove there that night. Jennifer got the car for the evening. Okay. So... Chip was right. Clubs are for attractive people in popular areas. All we had was a jukebox and a sticker toilet, which is a toilet covered in stickers. When I read the book, I must have read the book first. Because when I read the book, all I just imagined a toilet that got stuck, I guess. Or, like, that wouldn't flush. So, it, like, it was a stuck it's sticker it's sticker toilet. But then I saw the movie, and there were stickers on the toilet. Yeah, like... I must have read the book first. Then how the fuck... How the fuck did you get your hands on the book first and then the movie? Because I think the book came out first because they were trying to release it to gain popularity for the movie. I don't know. I have panic at the disco stuck in my head. Continue. There's panic at the disco in this movie. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they see a couple of boys from their grade, a football player and a foreign exchange student. Jen tries to smoke when she's stopped by a cop in training who is played by Chris fucking Pratt. Yeah, I forgot that Chris Pratt was in this movie. I literally forget Chris Pratt is in this movie every Every time. time. And then he shows up for his one scene, this scene, and then disappears again. And we're just like, what? Chris Pratt is in that movie? Yeah. Anyway, so the band shows up, low shoulder, and they are wearing eyeliner. So Chris Pratt calls him the F-slur. 
And yeah, I was like, oh, that was hard. Okay. Ooh. Um, I was like, ooh, fuck. And they are a shitty mix of Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. That's what they look like. And the lead singer looks like Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Nikolai. I never remember his name, but then they ended up saying it like five times in this movie. And I was like, how did I never know his name? All I think about him is a douchebag from the shoulder. Rara, Nikolai. I hate you. Don't don't sing the Rasputin song. Anyway. I thought it was important. Anyway, um, so Jen, Jennifer decides that they need some groupies and tries to pull Needy over. And she wants Needy to, like, flirt with them and get away from Chip for whatever fucking reason. Not get away, like, you need to stop dating him, but, like, there's better boys you could be dating. Type of ugly thing. Yeah. Um, and reminds her that women have power. Quote, she's grabbing Needy's boobs at this point in public and saying, these are like smart bombs. You point them in the right direction and shit gets real. Again, very gay from the start. This scene's also very, very gay. So Jen plays sweet and nervous, like, oh, hi, yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah, you guys just play your instruments, like, it's, like, so well. Like, in the way that only really, really hot girls can pull off. Yes. And it's almost a baby voice. Yeah, but it's not a baby voice. It's not the, uh, but it is, like, it's, like, oh, I'm so dumb, but, like, my voice is, low to do i don't know i don't i don't get the fr- i don't get it i don't get how to do that i don't want to do it but i don't get how to do it either so it doesn't matter you don't understand its ways yeah you so, have not mastered the power so J- jennifer introduces the both of them and uh asks nikolai who introduces himself he's like i'm nikolai and this is my band um yeah uh if they wanted if he wants a drink and she eventually uh, like i'll go buy him a drink they have this awesome 9-11 tribute shooter but you have to drink it real fast otherwise it gets brownish because it's layers of alcohol in red white and blue uh oh yeah 9-11 happened this past week oh yeah it was 9-11 whatever how are you going to get alcohol um i'll go i'll just go play hello titty with bartender that one lives in my head rent free too hello titty lives in my head this entire movie lives in your head rent-free, Rachel. On loop. If you had to draw, like, a storyboard for this, you could probably do it scene for scene. Including the, um... Because I ended up accidentally watching the uh, unrated version, which has the extra scene in it, which I always forget about because it's in the book and not the uh, actual rated version of the movie. For whatever reason, it's not, like, a bad scene or anything. I think it was probably just a time thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get there because I go, Oh, shit! The extra scene! Um, <laughs> yeah, and they're in high school, so Jennifer can't get alcohol. Duh. Duh. So while Jen's getting the drink, Needy overhears the band talking about Jennifer and questioning if she is a virgin, calling her a tease and assuming she would never give it up. And that's why, like, Nikolai's like, I know these types of girls. So like the butter queen, and they will, they'll tease you all day and they'll never give it up. They're just, she's a virgin, I swear on my life. And Needy, thinking she is being, like, the best friend in the world, interrupts and is like, excuse me, that's her, my best friend you're talking about. And, yeah. Uh, she is a virgin, and that beats sleeping with creeps like you. Quote, exactly. So she goes with Jennifer, who's coming over with the 9-11 shooters, and one of them's full of the other. She looks down, and she goes, aw, Tower 1 is more full than Tower 2. Or she's something like that, like, aw, Tower 1's a little empty. Something like that. And I was like, oh, Jennifer, please. Uh, but they talk about it, and Jen's quote is, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. And by the way, that hurts. Cause, and she tell she she also mentions that Roman, aka Chris Pratt, was the one who took her anal virginity, and she couldn't even go to flags the next day. 
I forget that this movie exists. I love this fucking movie And it movie lives so in your much. head rent free. <laughs> rah, rah, Rasputin. Anyway. So the band plays. What do they start playing, Riley? Through the trees. Oh, yeah. So good evening, Devil's Lake. Devil's Kettle. Fuck yeah, you're right it is. I hate this movie. It's so stupid. Because <laughs> it does the stupid jokes, but it does them well. Yeah, it doesn't... It, like, this movie is actually... I don't know why it's rated so poorly. I think it was rated so poorly because of the time it came out. But looking back on it, it is so funny. The girls have such a good... Rela- like, not a good relationship, but they have such an accurate high school relationship between two best friends. And, like, it's... Ah! It is so good. It is so good. It is so good. Anyway. So, it is so good. It is so good. But guess what, Riley? What? All alone in an empty room Nothing left but the memories of when I had my best friend And I don't know how we ended up here I don't know but it's never been so clear We made a mistake And I'm the one dear. that's gonna get us sued And I see the broken glass in front of me i see your shadow hanging over me and your face i can see through the trees i will find you i will heal the ruins left inside you because what because i'm still here breathing now i'm still here breathing now i'm still here breathing now until i'm set free go quiet through the trees so i definitely read the book the one that gets us sued that song's not even on spotify they won't put it they have like half the jennifer's body soundtrack on spotify but they don't have the um the paramore song on there they have them all listed but then the ones that aren't on there are like whited out or blacked out or they're like gray yeah it's like you can't click titles. on them is what it is yeah um and through the trees is one of them fuck you put through the trees on goddamn spotify before i start a riot b um i definitely read the book first because i remember thinking that's not how i heard that song in my head but i don't know how i heard it in my head because now i'm hearing it out loud so there we go mystery solved um and well c- glad that we figured that one out gang and see through the trees is my animal crossing island tune i listened i literally hummed it out until i got it so it's that's my animal that's my island tune and uh isabel sang it for me and it was very nice it was a very nice time I find you intensely irritating sometimes. Thanks. You're welcome. Continue. Again. We're not even like 15 minutes into this movie either. No, no we're, we're not. We're not? No. Oh, great. This is still, this is still, uh, this, is, this still. is, this is still rising action to where we, this is still, this is a prologue. prologue. This is still prologue. This is still ex- expository. Exposition. Yeah. This is still expository, so. Here we go. This is where stuff. Woo. This is where the plot actually like really begins. So while they play, Jen and Needy hold hands, and when Jennifer grabs Needy's hand, Needy just stares at her for like forty seconds. Like it's a Very long gay. time. It's so gay. And in that moment, I was like, "This movie's a lot gayer than I remember it being." Even when I watched it 
a year ago with you and Mariana, or two years ago with you and Mariana. I think it was yeah. just a year ago. It was last summer. Um, but it's like almost two years ago. Almost two years ago. But like, it's way gayer than I remember it being. Um, and because and this like the uh, the entirety of the bar patrons like flock to the stage, I guess, and they're all watching and they're all kind of transfixed. And I've been to local shows, um, to where it's at a bar and there just happens to be a band there. People don't do that. No, no, people don't do people that. People don't do that. So there's something up here, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obvi. So everyone is so transfixed, except for Needy. And she, and uh, Jennifer then eventually lets go of her hand. And as she lets go of her hand, Needy starts looking around and notices one of the amps uh, sparks and causes the backdrop to light on fire. And the fire spreads to the ceiling and to the ceiling rafters and to the bars. And the entire place catches on fire. And once a like a rafter falls on a patron is when people start realizing what's happening. And then that's when the music stops. The entire fucking song plays. Okay. So, and then there's, it's a scene, it's scenes of people getting trampled and uh, burning to death. And Needy eventually forces Jen out the window above the sticker toilet. So they stand on the sticker toilet and force themselves out the window so they don't have to try and, uh, try to get, like, trampled yeah, 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 by yeah, the yeah, doors. Yeah. Uh, but before they even did that, the band rushed out first before everyone else in the bar. You know, like dicks. You know, casual, I guess. Whatever. Um, and Jennifer is definitely in shock and is not responding very much to anything at all. She's either in shock or still transfixed because Nikolai made eye contact the entire song with her. So that's something I realized this time was that maybe she wasn't in shock, in shock. Maybe what was happening was still happening and it was cho- she was chosen. She was obviously chosen, but like... Anyway, more so than you realized. More so than I realized before. Because I know the plot. I know what happens. Yeah. Um, But it was more so, it was catching more little things now that I was like, oh. oh. Now that you were analyzing the movie for a 10-page... Now I was taking an- notes, yeah. For a 10-page thesis paper. You're welcome. Dude, if I had to go to grad school, if I was a film person and go to grad school, I would write it on Jennifer's body. I know you would. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Bitch. The people in your class are like Fight Club, you know the the, the, the men. Bro-y movies. You can just say the boys. All right, the, the boys. boys were writing about like bro-y movies, like Fight Club and like fuck, what's another one? Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> and shit like that. Um, and then you coming in with oh Jennifer's God, wait, body. Wait, wait, wait. There's there's another, there's another one. There's another one. Another one. There's another one. Fiction. Pulp. Yes, I was about to say I watched it really Quentin drunk at Lexi's Tarantino. house once. I watched it really drunk at Lexi's house once and fell asleep during the middle of it. I've never seen Pulp Fiction and I don't want to. I've technically seen Pulp Fiction. I have no idea what it's about because I was really, really drunk and I fell asleep during the middle of it. Like <laughs> I said, I was sitting on Lexi's floor, leaning against the couch. Alex Gien was sitting behind me, and I was just like, "Yep." And that's when I fell asleep. Anyway, shout out to Alex. Apparently. Shout out to Alex. I don't think if he listens to this, his girlfriend might. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi. All right, we're so annoying. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, they're outside. They're sitting on the grass, and Nudie's like, "Jen, we got to get out of here. Everything's it's literally everything's on fire. People are on fire," and she's just not responding. And he bitch ass Nikolai comes over with like a glass of scotch. Not and even he like just he had. had yeah he just had it had an ice cube in it like it was a glass it was like a crystallized glass. It's dangerous out here. You want to head somewhere safer. Like my van? Um. Um. No. Um. If you have a van. Yeah. No. And, and I mean, like, they're a band. They they're have, a band. They, have they stuff put like their that. stuff in there. That makes more but sense. If, if but if you can have if you more have than f- just your bandmates and your stuff in the van, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe don't maybe have, a have a van. Maybe don't have a van. Maybe don't have a van. Um. Anyway. 
Um, but so, like, literally, she's like, what? And he, he crouches down and goes, I'm in survival mode right now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we get it. You're, we get it. We get it. You're a predator. You're a predator. <laughs> Nikolai offers Why to take them both? somewhere safe. Why are we both like this? We're both Eliza. Uh, offers to take them somewhere safe, but Nidia doesn't want to go and doesn't want to let Jennifer go. But Je- Jennifer tells her to stop being dumb. And Jen just gets in the van. Needy and Jen lock eyes as Nikolai closes the doors and Melody Lane literally explodes behind Needy. And as she looks back at him when it explodes, he just smiles, closed mouth smile, and shrugs. Ah. Ah. It was bad. Yeah, it did not. It did not settle well with me. Obviously. I don't know, Chip, an 89 rapist? Um. So Needy goes home, cries over to phone the Chip. Chip at. Chip asks, did you get the make and model? Um, I don't know, Chip. An 89 rapist? We get it, Rachel. You can quote this movie <laughs> verbatim. We it get, get it. It gets worse later. Great. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> We're barely 20 minutes into this movie just because we both have comments. So someone rings Needy's doorbell like twice real fast in a row and Needy's freaking out. She's home alone. She's on the phone with Chip. She's like, will you stay on the phone with me until I go check it out? She opens the door. No one's there. She's like, all right, Chip, I'll call you back later. And she starts hearing noises in her kitchen. And her room's upstairs, by the way. I don't know if she said that. It, I don't know. It's important. It's a two-story Im- house. Yes, it's important later in the story, but it, she her room is upstairs, so she had to go downstairs to open the door. And the kitchen's on the front first floor, too. Um, So she starts hearing noises in the kitchen. Uh, she slowly walks down the hallway, looks in the kitchen. It's just the faucet dripping. She goes over, turns it off all the way, turns around, and Jennifer's standing directly behind her. And Jennifer looks like hell literally covered in blood like she was wearing a cute little mini skirt these leggings which are now ripped and torn these boots a white puffer jacket and it's ripped it's there's dirt on it and there's blood everywhere it's on her mouth it's on her jacket everywhere and she's acting super scary and weird she's not saying a single fucking thing and needy just is like jennifer and she smiles with a mouthful of bloody teeth terrifying megan fox you're a great actress you're terrifying it was horrific horrific so as Needy's trying to question her, she walks over to the fridge, rips it open, gets a rotisserie chicken out of the fridge, throws it on the ground, and starts eating it off the kitchen floor. And he's like, um, my mom got that at Boston Market. I'm supposed to save it. And when she says that, Jennifer looks up and demon roars at her before choking on the chicken and vomiting this black gunk all over Needy and the kitchen floor. And as you look at it, it prickles and shifts. And that is Ha-ha. Yeah, gunk is the best word to describe gunk. this liquid because it's not really a liquid or like a slime, and it's not really vomit. It's gunk. It's, it's not chunky like vomit usually is, or like uh, stomach acid is. It's gunk. It's like it gasoline. Is, yeah, it's really nasty. Um, if if you want just a visual, I think you can probably find it on like YouTube. Oh, something. you can definitely find it. And if it's, I can find it, that'll nasty. be that'll be the scene for our oh, thing. Is Jennifer vomiting onto Needy? Great, love that. Yeah, because that's that's. It's really, like, a big catalyst in this whole thing. Anyway. It's real nasty, though. Yeah, it, so I just remember that above everything else. Because it's prickly. It's, it's prickly. It's bubbling. It's, like, it's, it's, ooze. it's, it's oozing. And it's just gunk. And it's just really hard to get out of, like, things. Yeah, anyway. So, uh, Needy tries to run for her cell phone, which she left on, like, a credenza in the hallway. Uh, and as she gets to it, Jennifer slams her into a wall and holds her there literally like up against her neck and whispers are you scared 
I mean, like, I would be scared if you threw up gunk on me. Fucking duh, Jennifer Check is my next note. So she, uh, she tries, she, like, literally, like, sniffs at Needy's neck and sees the necklace she's wearing, which is a matching BFF necklace that they both wear. They each have one. Sees that and just throws it to the ground and walks out of Needy's house. Just leaves. Um, the BFF necklace is actually very important, and I forgot to put it in my notes, and now remembering what, that's what stops her. I remember, oh, yes, I meant to say that earlier. Cool. BFF necklaces. They both have one. It's also the cover of the book is a BFF necklace in with blood droplets, which is then a, ce- a scene in the movie later. Like, literally, the book's the book uh, cover. Crazy. They did it on purpose. Anyway. They did it on purpose. The next day, at school, Needy is shell-shocked as fuck, just sitting there not even moving in their, like, biology class. And Jennifer comes in and is fine and is beautiful as ever like effervescent glowing that type of beautiful person the megan fox type of beauty and then uh as needy's like what the fuck jen they have a flashback to the sandbox scene where uh this is where marissa told me that i was needy and she was jennifer is when they're in the sandbox together and needy makes her play with the barbie they call ugly ashley while jennifer gets to be the pretty barbie and as jennifer puts her hand down she gets stuck by like a thumbtack that was in the sandbox and Needy pulls out the thumbtack and licks the blood off of her hand. And swears she won't tell her mom that way she won't get a te- she won't have to get a tetanus shot. And that's where their psychic link comes from. Riley was trying to ask me earlier if they like did a blood pact or if they like Yeah, if they like slit like the like the like inner parts of their palm to do a blood pact. Yeah. Which is a lot a lot of people do. A lot of people do that apparently. Uh but I did it silently so that I wouldn't spoil it. Yeah, and I was like, No. No. It's fucking weirder. Yeah. It just licked blood off her hand. Whatever. Whatever. And it just means Needy is more linked to Jennifer than Jennifer is. Because who yeah. needs Jennifer? Who needs the other more? Needy, I would say, probably. Okay. Realistically, Jennifer needs Needy more. In the, in the, in the, in the scheme of their friendship at the time, the way you, when you look at it like that, Needy means Jennifer. But Needy would have been better off after high school without Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That type of thing. Anyway. That type of vibe. And these are very much, I saw that twitter post again the other day where it's like did anyone else have a really close high school friendship with another female that ended with a big blowout like a breakup yeah that's what these two are i had that i don't think riley had that but she had it in middle school i had it in middle school and that was enough and that was enough yeah and that was enough to where you're basically dating your best female you're friend basically dating but you're not but dating. you're not dating because neither of you are emotionally literate to say so yeah, and then, like, you guys end up, like, having, like, a huge fight. Blowout. A huge blowout, a which huge is basically blowout. a breakup. Which, yeah, and then you guys stop being friends and you don't talk to each other anymore. And yeah. then everyone asks, like, how you guys are, and you and you just can't say anything. Yep. You know, that kind of experience. Been there, done that. Been there, done that, messed around. I'm having fun, well, don't, don't put, put me down. down. I'll never I don't let need you to do see that. me off my feet. I don't need to do that ever again, so I don't need to do... I didn't need to do that in high school. We're I emotionally literate now, though, Riley. We understand what it means what it feels like to have a crush on a girl now that is also true anyway 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 um, so-, so jen's being super flippant about all the people that died because everyone they talked to basically that night died the two boys from their grade the Sp- a spanish teacher several parents uh another like six students or something um and needy has been up all night fucking scraping the black gunk off the floor and jen doesn't even remember any of it Needy even it shows her like her nail polish or her nail polish her nails which still has like the black gunk around her uh, cuticles yeah. and Jen goes god you need a fucking Manny 
I don't know, like the the imagery of just Amanda Seyfried crying, crying and while scrubbing, scrubbing the, the linoleum. The, well, not even the linoleum. It was it's, like it's, tile, it's, wasn't it? It's linoleum. She okay. says it's linoleum. Yeah, but it but was just like in, in the book. The it's specified as her mother's uh, like pet project of a kitchen to where it's seventies. It's yeah. a retro kitchen, so it's 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 linoleum. It's uh, special, like yeah, it's like specialty. So like Needy was crying because she was afraid she was getting in trouble. Well, she's she's crying because it's four a.m. and she, it's not coming it has up. Gunk. Yeah. Anyway, and it's gunk. She didn't want to go anyway. So um so yeah, the footballer and the floor and explained student from earlier died in the fire. So Needy tells Chip in the hallway, and she tells him about the night before with Jen, and he doesn't believe her. Uh, that the vomit was like evil and prickly because that's how she describes it she was like i don't know it was like evil and he was like all right um do you need to talk to someone and she's like i don't tell lies and i don't tell whoppers chip and he's like i know but like you just went through some shit you might just want to talk to someone to make sure you're okay like, chip's a good boyfriend he is a good boyfriend chip's a good boyfriend. we stand chip. we stand chip in this house and as they're talking in the hallway chip and needy are approached by the school's reigning emo Colin Gray. This was during my emo phase. You had a crush on him. Yes. <laughs> and still, because they talk about Shakespeare, he writes poetry, he is very cute, has a lip piercing. We get it, Rachel. You want someone to read you poetry by dead men. Well, you read me poetry by dead men. You see, I could never. I wanted to be a girl. I don't have. T shirt. Over coffee, stirring in the cinnamon. I don't care enough about poetry. To I don't like poetry generally, but I think that. I I like the romanticism of poetry. I don't care for it. So and I like Shakespeare. Yeah, and Shakespeare is technically poetry. Shakespeare is it's written in poetry. prose. It's poetry. So therefore, you don't have to read me like. You don't have to read me like Lord Byron. Just get some fucking Shakespeare. I don't give a shit about Robert Frost. Give me some fucking Shakespeare. You don't have to read me. Uh, Why did I pick the most Robert obscure fucking? Who is Robert Fitzgerald? Who the fuck? What the fuck is his first name? About F. Scott Fitzgerald, who sure. wrote novels. The guy who wrote the fucking Great Gatsby, who stole everything from his wife Zelda. I thought he was a I know, poet. I know too much about F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fine, Hemingway. Fuck Hemingway. Exactly. Fuck Hemingway. He didn't write poetry either. Who wrote poetry? Oh, God. He's such a fucking moron. <laughs> you had to read Hemingway in class. The Old Man and the Sea. Yeah, oh, it's I didn't have to read that. In Junior English with Castile? I didn't have to read that. Fuck you. I had to read goddamn <laughs> Hemingway. I didn't have to read Hemingway. I hated it. It's not even it's not even good Hemingway. I don't like Hemingway, but I use Hemingway quotes on quotes on my selfies sometimes. But co- Hemingway caters very heavily to male audiences. And my dad literally had a bar revolving around Hemingway called Hemingways, in which he had three separate multi thousand dollar murals painted with That's him who that was? and Hemingway. That's yes. who that was? Yes. I just thought they the were man weird. riding in the Sahara, the man talking to him at the bullfight, the man sitting at the bar next to him, Hemingway. That was Ernest Hemingway. I just thought they were white dudes. Our father's a bitch. Our father was a bitch. He's coming up too much in this episode. <laughs> I don't know why anymore. It's called trauma. It's called trauma bonding. We're bonding with our audience, Rachel. I hate it. Now you all know. Also, there are pictures of it on the internet. If you Google Hemingway's El Paso bar, you can still see like one or two of the murals that people have like put on LinkedIn or like Yelp from when my dad's bar was open over 10 years ago. 
That makes me uncomfy. Well, it's because I was Googling it, not the other day, but like back in January or December. Because I was telling one of my friends at work that my dad literally was so fucking vain with his bar that he had himself painted in the murals with Hemingway. Two of the three murals in that bar were painted with him in them. With fucking Ernest Hemingway. Are you fucking shitting me? How fucking vain. Ah! I'm still so mad Narcissus about it. is typing. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. That's where my fucking college money went. Ah! Oh! Okay. Okay. Now that we're now that we're out of trauma corner with Rachel, let's get back to Jennifer's body. Angie time is over. <laughs> for now. We'll just add that to Riley being a dumbass that she doesn't know any fucking poets off the top of her head. Not a single one. Not even like an Instagram poet. Well, like, ro- like, like, Rumi Khan. Rupee. Rupee. Cower. Cower. Rachel Wiley. Lang Lev. <laughs> I um, named three. I didn't know that last one at all. <laughs> I don't like poetry. I don't. I don't like my- poetry either. Yeah, I don't like poetry at all. I don't care enough to know about any poets because I don't like poetry. Those are just three I've come across in being a person. Well, I knew Robert Frost when you said it. Okay. Because it, it was the forest one with, like, the two roads. Do you remember that? Because the Sweet Life Zack and Cody, because that one time Zack got it right in class in summer what? school. I remember it because of that. <laughs> I remember because Juana made, like, a... My oh, friend we love Juana, you, Juana. My friend Juana made, like, a... <laughs> we both sidebarred at the computer with our bodies. <laughs> we both physically went to the side before turning to our conversation there. We love you, Juana. <laughs> Oh, God. No, because Juana wrote, like, something for it, and she made me read it, and I just remember it for that for that reason alone, because I love Juana, and I hate poetry. Cool. I also hate poetry. When we had to write oh, poetry- Oh, Edgar Allan Poe is a poet. Yes! Oh, my God, brother. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, he is. He's a poet. Oh, my God, you got fucking one. Maybe God is real. I don't know. You got one. It's funny, because I also quoted, uh, I quoted the Raven one recently. The Raven one? Yeah. Uh, it's just called the Raven- Cool. I quoted the Raven one recently. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. There's a sadness of There's a thousand a oceans in my eyes. That's how I'm looking at Riley. That's what there the, was a like reason why means. I wasn't an English person. Like I'm not. Like, I was an English. I'm kid. not an English kid. I'm an English kid. I'm a science kid. You're a science kid. You're a science kid. I'm an English kid. Yeah, like I could do chemistry real easy. I hated chemistry. I got I like, physics. I like chemistry. I don't like physics. I I got chemistry, go. biology. If you put Riley and I together, we make one whole person. Yay! Anyway, anyway, let's get back to Jennifer's body. Sorry, we really got sidetracked. Two hours long again. Who gives a shit? I don't. Sorry, I, I, y'all. I, it's my podcast. I don't give a shit what it. Oh, it's, it's my movie. My movie. My superhero movie. I started singing it at the same time, but I started mouthing it because I didn't want to be annoying. And then we just both started at the same time. We have one brain cell. Singular brain cell. Okay. In the hallway, Chip and Needy are approached by the school's reigning emo, Colin Gray, who Who's I've Colin. Op- yeah. You can't be emo and named Colin. Sorry to all the Collins. His name is Gray. That's like the perfect emo name. But Colin by itself? It's because you don't have you the have same associations as no, 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 no. the name Colin that I do. Yes. But I feel like you don't refer to people by both their first and last name unless they're like celebrities or book characters. People call me my first by my first and last name. But like not on the regs. Yes, on the regs. Who? Everyone at work. I'm not at your work. Place. Okay, literally, Larry will come to me like, "What up, Rachel Robbins?" And Larry's last name doesn't start with an L. Like mine starts my like my names are both R. Yeah, so I'm literally like, "What up, Larry?" Last name because last name is L. 
And his name's Larry. Wow, I love the alliteration creativity yeah. that you created there. No, I, I mean, it, I just needed it because I could just call him by his full last name, but Larry last name's more fun and uh, whatever. But then he started doing it, and so everyone started doing it. And so, like, David, the visual who is no longer at our store, would be like, Rachel Robbins. And I'd be like, David. So, you know. Mind your business. Mind your business. But, uh, so, it's just, it's, everyone calls me by my first and last name. I call Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee all the time. I don't talk to her very much anymore, but uh, every time in high school, it was just Sarah Lee every day. I don't know. It's just because I don't refer. My friend Steph, I call her by her first and last name. But I don't refer to people by their first and last name, so that's why maybe it's freaking me out okay, and cool. not you. But see, I make nicknames I for don't, everyone. Yeah, I don't do that because I don't like nicknames, personally. Okay. See, and that's very type A of you to know that you don't like nicknames. I just do it inherently. No, I don't I just like, I don't like when it. people call me nicknames. My I... friend Katie, the one who helped, who dropped me off at Christmas, her name is just Katie. It's not Catherine. It's not Katerina. It's, it's, but I'll go up to her like, what up, Catherine? What up, Katerina? I'll elongate her name. Like our professors who go by their nicknames, I'll call them by their full names. Not first and last, but I'll be like, instead of Kim, I'll call her what up. I'll be like, hi, Kimberly, because I'm annoying. Yeah, I don't like nicknames. I don't like when people call me nicknames. I just, it just does, like, my name just doesn't have nicknames like that. One of my friends at work calls me Ratch, even though I hate it. I don't tell her anything because it comes from a very nice place. So I don't like being called Ratch, but she says it. She's 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 never. She's a kind human. She's a very kind human being who doesn't who doesn't know that I don't like it. So I just let her do it. But if someone else calls me Ratch, we're having problems. Or she'll say Rach. Rach I prefer, but either way. Yeah, because my name can't be like short and like that. My names can't be shortened. It's really it's we don't have multiple syllables, but they're hard to nickname. Yeah, like I I just don't like it. I just don't like nicknames. I'll just call you Lee from now on. Like what? No. Cause what else am I calling? Right. I'll be Lee from the tea shop. Stop it! <laughs> I, I knew where you were going there, and I set it up. I set it up, but <laughs> I still didn't up, like it. Thank you for anyway, setting up my joke. Let's for go me. back. But up, up, I've also been in love for years uh, with Kyle Gallner. He was in a. He was in the Haunting in Connecticut, the one where the. Um, it's a it's a scary movie, but what ends up the the whole plot of the movie is that they have ghost problems, and it turns out their mo- their house was like not used by a serial killer, but like a cult or something like that, and the bodies are buried in the walls, and he's been channeling them, and he like oozes ectoplasm out of mouth his mouth at one point during a seance. Hey Rachel, I saw the movie in theaters when I was like hey, twelve. Hey, hey, no, <laughs> hey Rachel, hey no. Rachel, hey Rachel, hey Rachel, yeah. Why do you remember weird details from movies that is just the climax of the movie because it scarred you? Why don't you suppress your trauma like everyone else? Look at like, cuz it's also it's the poster for the movie. Why do you do this? I pulled it up way too fast. It's cuz I was ranting at you and you weren't listening. Oh, I was. Uh I do it because I can and I'm allowed to and it's a free country. Thank you. Fuck you. So, so Colin's being an emo and is glad <laughs> straight up he comes up and he's like, Needy, I heard you were at Melody Lane last night. And she was like, Yeah. And he's like, Cool. Glad you didn't die. Nods at her and walks away. And Chip gets all jealous. He's like, When are you friends? Since when are you friends with Colin Gray? And she's like, We have class together. He's actually we have uh, creative nonfiction together. He's actually pretty good. Or yeah, I think it's she's something like creative nonfiction to where it's not creative writing or creative fiction. It's like something, something non something. Yeah. Whatever, but it's an English class. It's, an English, it's a creative writing class. Whatever. Uh, and apparently he's a very good writer. Yeah. Uh, zoom in Again, across. Get it, Rachel. You sip for Colin Gray. I really do. He's if okay. Out of all the characters in this movie, he's the one I would fall in love with very hard. He or Chip. 
Riley doesn't care. She's just blinking very slowly. I would like to pose the idea that you wouldn't, that you, if you were submerged in this universe, you would fall in love with all of these people simultaneously because you're like that. No, because in this universe, if I were submerged in it. No, not as a character, as yourself. No, even as myself. I would have grown up with these people. Yes. In this small town. Yes. I would have, A, probably never been out as a gay ever, ever, ever. Right. So even if I were love in were love, fuck. We're in love with Amanda. Amanda, fuck me. With Needy or um Jennifer. Jennifer. I would never have come to the surface. Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty. Um Chip obviously dated I mean, is dating Needy. Needy. And Colin is the exact type of boy I would pine over for years. I know. I know. I know. Stop mouthing things. Stop dragging me. Riley's mouthing it so she doesn't hurt me in public, but so that I don't, I don't do a full roasting. I'll just do a light one in private. It hurts. Picture all the my same. booty up in 3D. I'll shake my booty in my own. That's from Teen Titans Go the movie, and I hate I've it. Never even seen it. Nope, I've never even seen it. It was just a TikTok trend, and it just lives in my head. Rent you free. see, you you have movies in your head rent free. Mm-hmm. I have memes, and I don't know. I I don't know which one's worse. I also have books in my head rent free. I'm rereading same. Vampire Academy. And literally, I was sitting in the break room with one of my coworkers yesterday. Or not yesterday. What day is it? Monday. We're recording this on Monday. I did. I did. I did go to work yesterday. Was it? Yes. <laughs> it was Saturday. Sorry. I worked back to back, open to close both days. So my brain is like, when did anything happen? It was Saturday because I had a full ass lunch and I finished my book, but I didn't realize how close I was being done. So I found a PDF of the next one online. But I forgotten how Which it started. Which is so nerdy. But I'd forgotten how it started, so I looked over at my coworker who doesn't read, uh, like, uh, not conventionally, but doesn't read for fun. Mm. Um, and I was like, "Do you ever read?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "Cool." When you watch a series, and because I was like, "I can flip that," because I do the same thing too in the series, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but then I asked him. He was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah." No, I totally do that. But I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, Vampire Academy lives in my head rent-free. But it's so long that there are certain parts that I lose. Yeah. Yeah, you can't remember everything. Nope. And next time I pull books Riley won't read, I won't. I will therefore be doing a series. And I will not pull a topic for, like, seven weeks. Because each week will be one that book of that book. series. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we kind of abstained from doing like series because a, they they'd be long. too they'd be way too long for one episode, but and you'd miss too much of the plot if yeah. we all tried to compress it into one episode. It would be fifteen hours long and it would not be enough. Vampire Academy is uh, seven books long and each book's like three hundred pages. Here's the thing though, I used I read like the first two books, I just don't remember like half of it. Then it's fine to talk about. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going back to Jennifer's body because this episode's going to be so fucking It's going to be so long. Cause we're not we even do- halfway through. No, we are literally just talking. Anyway, so we- zoom in across a football field. We're zooming. To a boy named Jonas who was the football player who died's best friend. So he's also a football player. He's the biggest person in school. The largest human in school. Um, And he's watching as Jennifer approaches. He looks away and she approaches and she's somehow automatically there on his other side. She tells him that his best friend had told her the night before at Melody Lane that they would have made a quote-unquote banging couple, like a great couple. And she takes him into the wood wooded area behind the school to bang him. And he's literally like, Craig said that? 
And she's like, yeah, it's what he would have wanted, right? No. No, heart so, emoji. while making out, a bunch of woodland creatures start, like, coming in all up around him. And he looks around. He's like, what the fuck? Jennifer's Am just, I a Disney princess? Jennifer's just like, they're waiting. And then as, after she says that, she literally unzips her jacket, which was also her shirt. Because it was a cute little, like, crop hoodie with short sleeves. It was very cute. Yellow and white striped. I want one. And she's wearing no bra underneath, throws down his pants and starts, like, jerking him off in this wooded area in front of all these animals. Uh, and then while he's getting it on, he's like, cool, yeah. She throws him against a tree, which is several, several feet away, unhooks her jaw, and then eats his intestines. Alrighty, uh... We're going to keep moving. Even when you do watch the rated version of this, it's rated R, by the way. So, uh, Jonas is literally fucking screaming. And so the teacher from the last classroom scene who was telling him everyone's dead, who is J.K. Simmons, by the way, who is a... F- He's in a lot of stuff, right? He's a very popular I, actor. I know. He was on SVU forever. Um, casual. Um, J.K. Simmons is a teacher and he has no hands. He has hooks for both hands in this show in this movie for whatever reason we love disabled characters. uh he hears jonas yelling from the woods and he's just like ah yes let it all out kids because he thinks they're just like therapeutically yelling about the fire and the deaths that happened daily scream literally that night before and so he starts walking towards the woods cut to needy making fried bologna in her kitchen and talking to her mom having a conversation about how uh needy's mom she works at night shifts mostly but she had a night terror technically a day terror since she works the night shifts and sleeps during the day about them nailing Needy to a tree like JC and then she crosses herself because Jesus Christ. Um, and how Needy's like, yeah, but I can take care of myself. And her mom literally says, sure, but one day you're going to be calling out for me and I won't be there to help. Casual. 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 Alright. Alright. Great talk, mom. I'm going to go to... I'm going to go, go do anything else. I'm going to literally not. I'm going to fuck gonna, off. I'm going to yeet myself from the situation and this conversation also, just Yoink. a small little note. Uh, she was making fried bologna and giving her um, her pet ferret, Kester, Fester, Fester, not Kester, sorry, Kester's the therapist from My Bad Fat, sorry, Fester, some fried bologna too, along with her fried bologna sandwich, which is, you know, casual pet ferret that's only mentioned once. Chris Pat, only there once. You know what? Needy's a weird girl. I don't put it past her. To have a she, pet, pet you don't ferret. have to put it past her. She has one. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna dwell argue it for too it. Yeah, long okay. because she's a weird girl, and weird girls do weird shit. Weird shit. I know because I was the weird girl. You right. don't come at me. Anyway, so J.K. Simmons' teacher walks into the woods or keeps walking the woods and finds Jonas's mutilated corpse as a deer is literally licking blood off his ribs. Cut. I mean, like bones, cleaning bone service for free, man. Yeah, no, and then it it shows his body too. So if you're not yeah, a, it's hella gory. It's, this movie's not. Oh, well, it's not as gory as it could be. It's yeah, it's, but they do show like his dead body, the other dead body. Um, Jennifer when she's unhinging her jaw, it's a demon. It's a demon face. So it's not. It's 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 pretty bloody. It, 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 this movie's pretty bloody, but it's not. If you it's don't not like uncomfortably horror, gory. If you don't like opinion. horror, but you like gore. It's You're a fine. good movie. I, I mean, I, I'm that way, or I'm I'm not good with horror, and I just don't like being scared. But I'm fine with like blood. Yeah, and there's stuff. only like one jump scare in this whole movie. Yeah, so that's why like, yeah, this movie's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, 
cut to Jennifer swimming naked in a river to get all the blood off of her. Totally unbothered. Ringing, and then a scene of her ringing, her ringing out her hair, and she's still wearing the necklace. Like, the necklace is wrong. Ugh. 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 I love this movie. I'm so gay. Jen calls Needy later that night to brag about how, quote, unquote, scrumptious she feels and how she feels invincible. Literally even burning a hole in her tongue with a lighter while they're talking and watching it heal. What the fuck? At this point, if you've ever seen the movie, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Who? What? So then Chip calls on the other line and Needy hangs up on Jennifer after Jen asks about Chip's dick size. Saying that Chip, Chip kind of looks a little cute lately. What's he packing? Needy's like, fuck, gotta go. Needy meets Chip outside his house. Turns out Chip is Jonas's neighbor. And Chip tells Needy that someone literally fucking ate Jonas. Things can't get worse, right? Wrong, my dude. LMAO. So everyone's super numb and sad because their star quarterback was just murdered on the day that an actual, like, tragedy, tragedy happened. Which, and these two things have never happened before. It's a small town. In a small town. So to have them both at the same time is terrifying. Yeah. That's not something you can deal with very easily. But then there's a montage of people, you know, moving on with their lives um, while they play Through the Trees. Because Through the Trees became the town's unofficial anthem of hope. So one month anniversary of it all happening and and they're back in J.K. Simmons' class and Jennifer looks like shit. She looks sick. She looks like death. She does not look good, right? The teacher tells everyone that low shoulders decide to quote unquote help the town by releasing this, uh, releasing through the trees as a benefit single with 3% of the profit going towards families affected by loss. Needy laughs at this and everyone looks at her and she's like, well, that's just crass, right? What about the under, the other 97%? Riley, what's the definition of the word crass? You're going to let it slide by. I do not see. It means greedy. Thank you. Let's keep moving. Well, because Needy literally asked everyone if that's just crass and then has to explain the word crass. She looks around, no one answers, and she goes, greedy. One of the girls, the protest girl, the you're totally lesbian gay girl, turns around and goes, no, Needy, low shoulder are heroes. And Needy's like, I literally was there. They're not heroes. They get into a fight um, and the teacher has to break them up. They get into a verbal argument. So, obviously, Low Shoulders, a national hero now. They're national successes. They are viewed as heroes, and their music is becoming super, super popular, whereas they were only, like, on MySpace before this. So, something success. is fucking up. Something's up. So, class gets dismissed, and out in the hallway, Colin asks out Jennifer... After she asked him for the English homework because she's not going to read Hamlet. Hamlet's actually really good. Hamlet is really good. She asks if Hamlet's going to fuck his mom. Hey, mom. Dead mom. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and Jennifer, Jennifer says no. Literally. Um, Jennifer says no. Colin walks away. Needy goes, that was weird. Until Needy was like, yeah, Colin's cool. When she says that, Jen gets a weird look on her face, calls Colin back over and says, you know what? Yeah, let's go on a date. 
Just kidding. Colin invites her out to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror, and she literally says deadpan that she is not into boxing movies. This movie is fucking this movie's a gem. funny. It's a gem. It's funnier. It's not Shakespeare. Are you having a time? Yes, because this, is, this movie is so fucking good. It is so good because it's funny. It's fast. It's not. It doesn't talk down to you. It's genuinely interesting. It's very original. Like, ah. It has a good cast. The acting in it's good. The only acting that's not great is Jennifer's mom and she's in one scene. I don't give a shit. Ah. Okay. Rachel's upset that this movie was was so was so dissed. Was so dissed. I want a Jennifer's Body musical. I want one so bad. When I get to New York, that's what I'm going to start working on. My Jennifer's Body musical, my Fat Camp musical, uh my Pat Benatar jukebox musical. TM 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 TM. All fuck all of you fuck you. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, reach out. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to write all these goddamn musicals. I need I need a Jennifer's Body musical adaptation. I need one. I just need it. I just need you it. You needy? I needy. I would play needy, too. I would make needy an alto. Obviously. Jennifer's got to be a belter. Obviously. 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 Anyway. Needy's the alto line. So then as Chip walks away, and she becomes a soprano line at the very end. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah, Chip, yeah, yeah. as uh, Colin walks away, Chip comes up and Jen tries to flirt with him a little bit. So Needy's like, mm, okay, no, 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 no. And Jen walks away. Jen leaves. Um, Chip's, Chip asks if Needy's going to go to his house tonight because he bought condoms and they're going to have sex for the first time for both of them, baby virgins. They, the band just got the wrong friend. If they wanted a virgin, they should have just taken both of them. And yeah, oh, okay. I'll, I'm not going to edit it out very well. I just edited out a spoiler, I said. If it was a weird jump, fuck you. You're going to find out in ten minutes anyway. Through the trees. I will find you. I will heal the ruins left inside you. Cause I'm still here breathing now. I just want it on Spotify. Why? So you can st- blast it 24 seven. Yeah. 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 You know what? I bless Spotify every day, but <laughs> they don't have it on Spotify. As much as I would want it on Spotify. I'm glad that Rachel doesn't have access to it on Spotify. <laughs> I could just, I have just cause on- you have it on, just cause you can get it on YouTube. Doesn't mean that you like having it on YouTube. Cause you don't like having your phone open. I have it on our home computer. I could just put it on my phone. But are you going to do it? Because you're... No. You're not. I could. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you are going to do it. Did I delete? Oh, I deleted music, though. Oh, no, I don't. It's right here. Come back next week where Rachel blasts through the trees from her phone on loop for two hours. (laughs) Anyway, the next episode is just through the trees so that we can have it on Spotify. Through the trees. I will find you, I will heal the ruins left inside you, cause I'm still here breathing now. The actor who played the Nikolai did not sing any of it. They got a band to write and sing all of that. And they also wrote and sung the credit song before uh, Ready for the Floor. And um, 
neither of those songs are on Spotify, and I think it's because they can't come to a legal agreement. The the the, the Jennifer's Body soundtrack people can't come to a legal agreement with the band because they don't have it on their Spotify either. I checked. Like they don't have it on their own personal Spotify. Would you think they would? Are you good? Never, but let's keep going. So then it's automatically cut to Chip's house and he's plugging in like like a like a like a like a scent diffuser, like an oil diffuser. Like an oil diffuser and it's called Jam and Jasmine cuz he wants to quote set an ambience. And he's like my mom also has an holiday ambience. Yes. Ambience. 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 Ambience is also a word, you stupid fuck. But it sounds like ambulance. That's, that's your own, funny in my that's, brain. That's your own fucking problem. That's not my problem. And that's not language's problem. I hate you. Oh, oh, it's when you do stupid shit like this. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you. I'm putting you in prison. I'm putting you in word prison. You and the English language have to sit side by side in word prison. You see, I love saying shit like that because it just gets right to do that for 10 seconds. That's how you know. Like, like, I don't think I'm that like nerdy or intellectual. But then she says shit like that. And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rip out your throat. I say it just so that you can remember how nerdy you truly are. Because you think you're so cool sometimes. And then I just say, it's gotta go. ambient sounds like ambulance. ambulance. And you say, no. <laughs> so, um, so he set up the ambience, ambiance. And um, he set up, he sets up the ambulance. Ambulance. Cute is what we aim for is playing in the goddamn background. We get it. And it distracts me every time. (laughs) They got really good songs for this movie. Really good songs. Okay. And it's very sweet. It makes my heart ache. And as they start, like, actually starting to, like, make out, make out, it switches to a sweet guitar rift. And uh, they start making out. And it cuts back and forth between them being cute and going super slow with undressing each other. To Colin driving to Jen's house for that evening for the movie that she said they'd watch at her house. While, bl- while blasting a punk version of I Can See Clearly Now the Rain Is Gone. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. It's and great. He's, like, singing, it's great. He's like singing along and like beating on like his, uh, his, his steering, steering wheel. Ugh. Oh, we get it, Rachel. You're simping. Add it to I your simp. I simp add it to your so simplest. Hard. I don't have a simplest because I'm not a type A. Fuck you. Okay, I have a simplest. It's not in alphabetical order, and Rachel got mad that it wasn't in alphabetical order. It's 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 not even in like, it's bar- it's an order from oldest to newest. Oldest to newest. But there's only three things that were on there before, like the past two months. So it's not really an. It, there's no reason for it to be oldest to newest when there's nothing really there like that. And plus, the actually older ones that she knows. Are towards the bottom because that's when she remembered them. Yeah, it's from when I remember them. See, that's not oldest to newest. That's but your that's brain being stupid. To no, because my brain remembering them. But that's not oldest to newest then because you should put. It's not oldest to newest in time. It's oldest to newest. It's from not when even, I remember I them. I was thinking oldest newest in creation. I was thinking oldest newest in when you discovered them. <laughs> We're just getting upset because Riley Riley's so type A. She does think that doesn't make sense. And I'm, I made a pie chart. She made a pie chart. She made several pie charts. I made two pie charts. Specifically for that list. And Rachel won't even make one list. I don't need a list. If I simp, I simp. And that's God's plan. But don't you want to figure out like... No. The statistics of your simping? I don't need the statistics. It's basically for everyone. That's the point. That's I'm an idiot. And that's there's no... 
But there's but there are specific statistics that you could probably yeah, figure snarky. out. Snarky. Done. It's not that black and white, Rachel. Sometimes you it gotta is. look farther. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> snarky. Done. God damn it, we have to continue. We're barely halfway through this movie. I clearly nailed the Yeah, this is actually the exact halfway point, by the way. Oh wow, look at that. We are two hours in? A long time in. That's not it. It's that's the time. I look at the I was looking at the time on like your computer. Oh no, I we started at like eight thirty. It's ten o'clock, so we're an hour and a half in. Woo. Anyway. Sorry guys, it's a long episode, I don't give a shit. They started making out and it cuts back and forth. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Colin hurts my fucking heart, dude. That's a whole note in and of itself. Colin pulls up to an address Jen sent him, and it's a house that's obviously like still being built, or it's empty. or it's no, it's still being built. It's still being constructed on the inside. So they built the entire outside, and the entire inside is still under heavy renovation, and it's like wooden. Like it's not. There's tarps. It's not. She a doesn't house yet. live she there. She obviously doesn't live there. There's one glowing light, or there's glowing lights in one of the windows upstairs. That's the only sign of life in the entire house. So the look of disbelief. The entire block, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a new condo area. Yeah. Um. So the look of disbelief on this poor baby's face. Oh no. Okay. So sticking with it, he goes upstairs. He like literally has to bust through some tarp. Hurts himself. Has to readjust a little. And he is holding on to one of his bracelets, which you later find out is a rosary that he's just wrapped around his arm several times. My baby. My child. My boy. We get it. You like emo people. I do. I do. I do. I do slowly uh he goes upstairs very slowly dodging fucking rats and uh there's plastic everywhere and he gets upstairs and there's a bunch of candles and like some sex jams playing on a boom box and all the while colin is holding his rosary my child my small boy that's part of the note is my child my small boy chip and needy are now fully naked and making out and chip grabs the condoms uh, Needy reads the box and she's like slippery swirl and he goes yeah it's supposed to make it feel good for the girl and she just goes huh, cool <laughs> like, they're children they're children anyway so um, Jen's there finally looking like shit and tells him that this is their home and like he's like so you don't live here and she's like no baby this is our home and we can play mommy and daddy gross Colin looks at her very, very sad and goes, do you even know my last name? Colin, please. Colin, He's please. right, of course. He's right, of course. Of course he's right, but my poor baby. As if Needy, didn't call, him, you would, as if Needy didn't call him Colin Gray to Jen's face. Also, literally, Rachel, just because you would write your name with his last name I've never in notebooks. done that. Really? I've no. done that because I'm creepy. But, um. It's because my last name, my name's too cool to change. So. Well, yeah. I figured that out, like, kind of, like, recently-ish. Our names are very brandable. Yeah. And also, I got to rep my girl, Lucy Stone. Uh, the first woman in America to marry and keep her last name. Oh, good for her. Yeah, uh, I, I it, did a project on her in the sixth grade, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not taking anyone's last name, male or female, but or male, female, or otherwise. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, But if they want my last name, they can have it. Yeah. That's cool. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. My taxes stay the same. Anyway. um, He's Change so shy and so emo. I love Colin. Changing your name is real is harder than like you think. It's, it's it's a lot more money than you think. It's a lot more. Okay, money. and now Chip and Needy are actually beginning the deed and looking very much in love. It's very sweet. 
Uh, and it keeps going back and forth with the contrast between like Colin being scared out of his mind, making out with Jen, and their actual being in love. So Colin gets freaked out by the rats in the room, and Jen makes fun of him, being like, aren't you supposed to be into that? Rats and vermin and filth and shit. And he's like, uh, uh, okay, sure. So, um... She shoves down his pants, which fall to the ground with this heavy clinking metallic sound because of all the chains and punk shit he has on his jeans. And Jennifer, they make out for like a hot second, or they kiss for a hot second, and Jennifer, he, they pull back, and Jennifer's eyes go white, like all demonic. Colin looks at her, has a look of understanding, and just goes, no way. And like, in that moment, you know Colin knows that she's the one eating boys. And that he's gonna die. And that he's gonna die. And he kind of tries to get out, okay. So, and, he's, and he backs up a little bit, and he puts his hand down, and he gets cut by a tool that was behind him, because it's a fucking active work site. And he, like, ah, like, looks at it, and she goes, oh, it's just a surface wound, whatever. Um, and as she's looking at his hand, she just casually breaks his wrist. Looks at the camera, looks, looks above him, I need you frightened. And then throws Colin to the ground by his broken wrist. Ah. Uh, uh, just the, just the, the idea of breaking your wrist fucks me up. Now we I'm go fine back. with it. Now we go back to Chip pounding away. And Needy starts seeing blood coming out of the cracks of his ceiling. And like dripping on her face. And so she turns her head away. And there's dead ass Jonas with his internal organs out. Just sitting on Chip's chair with Jennifer perched on his shoulder. And so Chip, she's whimpering in fear. And she's like, oh my god. Like she's freaking out a little bit. But Chip hears her whimpering and thinks he's doing such a fucking good job. Gets this goddamn look of satisfaction on his face. And just keeps going. Not he understanding go, he that goes, her whimpers are out of fear. He goes, hmm. And keeps going. Yeah. He literally goes. Like he thinks he's doing so fucking well. Cut back to Jennifer. I need you hopeless. Unhinges her jaw and rips Colin apart. While he's screaming the entire time. So Needy starts to actually freak out, freak out. And Chip's like, oh, what? Are you okay? And then he looks at her. He takes a breath and goes, am I too big? Boys. No. Are dumb. (laughs) I had to pause for that because I was just like, wait, should I say this? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to say it. Stupid. 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 So dumb. Anyway, so dumb. So, Needy starts to actually flip the fuck out. He does that, and then she bolts wait, out of his Wait, would you bed. consider Chip a himbo? I don't think he fits the himbo hotness qualifications. Hey. No, no, I'm saying, no, he's super, super, the thing is, he's cute. Himbo's can be cute. Bol- you're thinking about Boland very specifically. Boland's also built, is a problem. Yeah, he is. Sorry, I and love Chip's Boland. And Chip's not. He's like from a normal human being. He's like a normal human okay, being. Okay, I understand that. The himbo is more so like Chris, whatever, whichever Chris it is. In, in. Chris Evans, Chris Pine, I don't, I don't Chris. remember which one in Ghostbusters. Chris Evans, yeah. No, that's Captain America. Chris Hemsworth. There's so many. There's too many. There's so many. They're, uh, they all look the and same. They're all, this, they're all blonde. And they're all an Avenger. So fuck it. Who gives a shit? Fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Fuck Don't it. name your kids Chris. Anyway. um, Like that. Yes. To where he's built. He's like stupid. He's like statue beautiful. But he's also stupid. Okay. 
Yeah. Whereas this character is super cute. Not he's not bad looking at any expense, and I don't think he's stupid enough. There we go. Because he he's not he doesn't fit like statue beautiful, and he doesn't fit. Uh, I've been in second grade for ten years. Stupid. God. Okay. He's he's on a him. He's on. He is not a himbo, but he is close. But he is almost there. He is almost there. And that's what matters. That's You know what? That's what matters. Anyway. So, uh, cut to Jennifer drinking the blood of Colin's body cavity with her hands. And him still holding his rosary. That's when they finally show it's a rosary. I already knew it was a rosary. It's whatever. So, on the way it's home. not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. On the way home, Needy accidentally runs over bloody-ass Jennifer, who's standing in the middle of the road. But And when she looks back to see where the fuck Jennifer went, Jennifer lands on her hood and shatters her windshield. That is one of two jump scares in this entire movie. It's just Jennifer being And it, both of them are Jennifer, scared. and they've both... That, that's the second one. The first one's when she appears behind Needy in her kitchen. Boop, boop. Done. It's me, Jennifer. Time to anyway. fuck your car up. Yep, so Needy gets home, calls out for her mom, but guess who's not home? Her, her mom. mom. So, ooh, I just burped. That was gross. Her mom's foretelling came true. Her foreshadowing came true. She needed her and she wasn't there. Cryptid. All right. Cryptid? I know it's not cryptid. Cryptic? Yes. Mothman. Did you see that TikTok I sent? You sent it to me, but I, and then I sent it to you about not simping for Mothman. Yeah. Too late. I simp for Mothman. I want a sign. What? What? I simp for Mothman. Like a caution sign. Where would you put it? On my door. Where? On the front of my door. The back of my door is covered in shit. On the front of my door. I'll finally take that down, down that mustache from my emo phase. It's the most perfect mustache I've ever drawn. That's the only reason it's up there. It's the only accolade I of my know. drawing experience ever. So, what about all my sticky notes to try to make you feel better? I said it's the only accolade of my drawing experience. It's the only good thing I've done drawing. No, I'm there saying are different you have categories. to take down. No, that I you don't. Why would the sign be that big? I was thinking maybe the size of that Urinetown poster probably smaller. No, I thought it was gonna be like bigger than that. Why like the a fuck normal would it be bigger than that? <laughs> like a normal road sign. Why? Why wouldn't? No, it'd be like what does the people put on their door? That's yeah. why won't stop me because I can't read. They wouldn't put a fucking eight by eight road sign on their door, you goddamn ignoramus. You absolute buffoon. Go to your clownery somewhere else, wench. Hey, guess what? I'm half of this podcast. You are a seventh of this podcast at best. Rachel's <laughs> not having that time with me. Am I going to get fired again? Alexis, you know what to do. I'm bringing this entire setup to work. Brigham in. You said Brigham, and all I could think was Brigham Young, the Mormon leader. Anyway, okay. Anyway, shut up. So Needy shut can't up. find her mom. Sh- no, shut up. Shut. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I haven't said anything. Oh, oh, you didn't. <laughs> oh, I couldn't notice because you didn't shut up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Needy not finding her mom fall asleep on the couch while freaking out and flashbacks to, like, uh, her cheering on Jen at the beginning and then Jen, them locking eyes when Jen's getting locked in the van. And she shoots awake when the van door closes in her dream. Goes upstairs to find Jennifer in her fucking bed, clean and not covered in viscera anymore. So Jen convinces Needy she's not going to... 
bite her by making out with her. Oh, fucking boy. So what happens is Jen is on her knees on the bed. Now you got to get a play-by-play. Jen is on her knees on the bed. And she kisses Amanda Seyfried. Also, by the way, uh, uh, um, um, Megan Fox is can is bisexual. She's openly bisexual, but Amanda Seyfried is so straight that she couldn't get through the scene very well without laughing. And they had to do the scene several times, like more times than usual, because she kept laughing. The straights, man. I love you, Amanda Seyfried. I'm not coming at you, but like I heard that and I was really disappointed. Have you not seen that booboo reel? I have. But it wasn't on the DVD or anything. I came across oh. it later, and I was really disappointed by it. Like I said. Okay. So, she Jennifer breaks off the kiss by laying back down on the bed. And Needy continues it and makes it a full-ass makeout by laying on top of Jennifer. Therefore, I, these girls would have been dating way earlier if they had not lived in such a small town. Like, this is literally the first time I also ever saw two girls kiss, by the way. The first time. Much less make out. And I thought about it for years. Gee, I wonder why. Yep, because I'm a homosexual. Um, this movie <laughs> this movie shaped me. This movie came out when I was 12 and it shaped me and it shows. Yeah, so like... And then Amanda Seyfried eventually rolls off. Yeah, because not only does Jen kiss Needy first, then she breaks the kiss and lies down. Needy then follows it up by laying on top of her and kissing her. These girls would have dated way earlier if they hadn't lived in a small town. Very clearly that Needy had been in love with her from the start. Jen, Jennifer also loves her, but they are very different personalities to where Needy is very open about her affection like that. But the way they fight later means that Jennifer has been in love with her for years too. We'll get to it. Anyway. Uh, my it's mother, their breakup blowout. It's their breakup blowout. It's their breakup blowout. That's exactly what I thought of the entire time I was watching this. Because I, I knew where it was going. Um, okay. My mother bought 12-year-old me this movie without reading a single fucking thing about it. And it shows. And it shows. So after breaking from the kiss with a, what the fuck? And <laughs> Amanda Seyfried's uh, needy literally goes, what the fuck is happening? Um, needy needs a fucking explanation. And, uh. Jennifer's literally like, I've never heard you drop the F-bomb before. Ooh, what a time to be alive. So Jen explains it all. So what had happened was, I wrote it out, but I know what happens. I can see it in my head. So what happens is they are in the van. Jennifer asks if they're rapists, and they're like, no, we're not rapists. And she's like, well, if you are, you should get someone who isn't a virgin, because I'm a virgin. Maybe you should know how to, you should get someone who knows how to do it. Sex. You should get someone who knows how to sex. Whatever. They take her out to the waterfall, the devil's kettle waterfall with the big hole. And they pull her out of the van, and they tie her to this fucking rock, this flat-ass rock by the water hole. And uh, they're telling her, like, hey, do you know how hard it is to be an indie band nowadays? There are so many of us, and we're all so cute. Unless you get on Letterman, you know, it just doesn't happen. So we're just going to sacrifice you to Satan, and he'll help us out. And she's crying, she's crying, she's crying. Uh, one of the band members doesn't want to do it. And he's like, you know what? Do you want to work at the coffee shop forever? Or do you want to be like that guy from Maroon 5? And the guy was like, oh, Maroon 5. And he goes and gets the uh, the ritual. Well, wait, which is one of the funniest things. Because, because I cannot name you a single member outside of, of Maroon Adam 5 Levine. except for Adam Levine. And that's, that's only what they meant. the voice. That's what they meant. Is you want to be that guy from Maroon 5? Adam Levine. The joke? Is- over my head. You face first into the joke and you still missed it. Woo. So. He's like, yeah, no, I want to be the guy from Room 5. 
So he goes to the van and gets the printed out paper. And one of the other band members is like, where'd you get that? And Nikolai's like, the internet. <laughs> and so they start reading off this fucking uh, ritual about sacrificing her to Satan for fame and fortune. And he forgets her name. And he literally takes a gag off her. And he's like, what's your name again? In the book, they go, this homely bitch. By the way. <laughs> and I, I always wait for them to say it in the movie. And they don't. Um, this homely bitch. Uh, and she's like, it's Jennifer. And he's about to stab her. And he goes, wait a second. And they start singing. Jenny, I got your number. I need to make you mine. Jenny, don't change your number. 8675. Eight, and as they start singing 8675309, he starts just maliciously just going off on her with this fucking bowie knife. And she's screaming. Oh, and by the way, he goes, oh, one of the other guys is like, that's a sick murder weapon. Thanks, it's a bowie knife. <gasps> bowie. They think it's fucking David fucking Bowie. I would too. I'm an idiot. Alright. I love getting on Rachel's nerves. This episode That's an American that's a Texas history one. Like that's one of the weird things I know one of the small things I know about Texas history. The Texas Revolutionary? Just just tell the thing. Cause I don't know about Texas history. God damn it, right? So I paused the podcast because I thought I might have been wrong. And I Googled it. And I thought I was I still continue thought I was wrong. It was based off of James Bowie. Uh, who was an American folk legend uh, for a sandbar, something called the sandbar fight, which happened in Missouri or Mississippi. And I was like, oh shit. But then I control find Texas. He died at the fucking Alamo and was a folk hero and famously perished at the Alamo. I was fucking right. We get it. You're also a history gay. I'm barely a history gay. I don't know shit about shit. I just know those weird facts that sometimes stick with me anyway, but they thought it was fucking David Bowie and that's how it happened. Anyway, David Bowie Bowie knife Okay So uh, After they stabbed her He threw the knife Down the hole Jen Regained conscious Later after they had left Regained consciousness Later after they had left Thought she should be dead Wasn't Stumbled Home to needy And that's when She found her in the kitchen And that all All that shit happened Wanted to kill needy And eat her And that's what Almost happened In the hallway there But couldn't bring herself To hurt her And so she left And you know who she found Along the way To her home Ahmed, the foreign exchange, a foreign exchange student from India, who she then killed and ate, but everyone just assumed he perished in the fire. And so Nini's like, "What? So now you're fucking a god? Are you a god?" And she's like, "Basically, when I'm full, I'm basically invincible." And she takes like a fucking nail file and just jams it into her arm, and they watch it heal, and she goes, <laughs> "As it heals, as it heals." Like, <laughs> and Nini's like, "What do you mean when you're full?" Puts all th- puts it all together finally and is like, get the fuck out. She kicks Jen out. Um, and Jen just jumps out the fucking window and is gone. And then they don't talk for like three days. Oh, and so this is where I realized, oh, I ended up watching the extended version with Colin's funeral scene in it. Ooh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> because that's the scene that's in the book that wasn't in the movie, but is in the an unrated version. So what happens at Colin's funeral? Is all his little gothimo friends are there like, his spirit is with the dark angels of the night now and blah, blah, blah. And only his earthly remains are going in that box. And they're crying and one of them goes, Colin wouldn't like want this. And his mom, who's sitting on the other side of the casket, stands up and goes, Colin wouldn't want to be dead for his 18th birthday either. Colin wouldn't want to be in this fucking, like she goes off, right? Say, and she literally says that, uh, she's like, pack it up, kids. Pack up your fucking grief. Because I have 
a monopoly on it. Like it hit, it hit hard. I, in the book, it hit hard, and and she did it, and I finally got to see it right now, and I was like, oh, yeah, boy, his poor mom, but also, mm -hmm. also. <laughs> so, and then the spring formal is coming up, uh, but Needy's in the library researching demons in the very small occult book section, uh, which is later a joke where Chip's like, our library has an occult book section. It's very, it's really small. Um, so Needy finds that if you sacrifice a virgin who isn't, if you sacrifice someone who isn't a virgin in the place of a virgin, the sacrifice will still go through, but the demon will be granted access to the body and live in the soul of the person who was sacrificed. The only way to stop it is a blade to the heart. It's called demo demonic transference. I don't know if that's real occult knowledge. It sounds like it's not because honestly um the thing about using a virgin is that you just need something it's not a virgin in the sexual sense it's a virgin in the way it's never been used in a ritual before yeah so it's a big misconception in the occult world big misnomer and uh i just actually scratched the scab ow oh oh it's bleeding though yeah it's like right on a vein that's why anyway great love it's that itchy and i forget about it whatever i'll just bleed Virgin sacrifice. There, there it is. We just entered a pact, Riley. Um, I don't touch you. <laughs> so apparently, Needy hasn't talked to basically anyone, including Chip, for like three days since that night where she had sex slash realized that Jennifer was a fucking demon. And now Chip is asking if she's fucking okay and just bought their formal tickets. Aww. Needy says that they can't go together and that they need to not be together at the moment. Because it's not safe for them to be together. So she'll go, but she she asks him to promise her that he's not going to go. Because she says, like, the whole thing's going to be, like, a big buffet for Jennifer. Chip literally just looks her dead in the eye and goes, you need to talk to someone. And she's like, you don't fucking believe me. You don't fucking believe me. You don't believe me. You don't believe me. And he walks away. And while that's happening, while she literally needy breaks up with him to keep him safe and you watch his fucking heartbreak while kiss with a fist by Florence and the goddamn machine plays the soundtrack's so good cause guess what Riley you hit me once I hit you back you gave a kick I gave a slap you smashed the plate over my head then I set fire to our bed you hit me once I hit you back you gave a kick I gave a slap such a good song such a good song Continue. Okay. Um, okay, so. Okay, so while Chip's getting. <sighs> so then it goes to them getting ready for the dance. Chip and Needy, not Jen yet. While Chip's getting ready for the dance, in the background, obviously, like, he's listening to it in his room. is fucking Panic at the Disco. It's fucking a uh, new perspective. Yeah. Stop there and let me correct it. I want to get a life from a new perspective. You come along because I love your face. And I'll admire your expensive taste. And who cares? Divine intervention. I want to be praised from a new perspective. But maybe now would be a good idea. So catch me up on getting out of here. Ooh. Anyway, I love, I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. Okay. Uh, his mom comes in and gives him pepper spray because there's some weirdo out there eating boys and he has a problem with it being ladies pepper spray, but who gives a shit? Gender's not real, Chip. Anyway, so the conversation later goes, oh, and uh, at the funeral, Colin's mom said what Colin looked like when she had to ID the body. And that it comes in again here, so. Did you hear what Colin Gray looked like when they found him? Lasagna with teeth? So you heard. Ugh, lasagna with teeth, bad. 
Uh, Needy's mom does not know how to use a curling iron, and she's dressed like an 80s cupcake. Basically, take any bad 80s wedding dress you can think of, dye it magenta, and then curl Amanda Seyfried's hair awfully. And that's what Needy looks like going to prom. So Jen is also getting ready for prom. She doesn't get a cool, like, split-scene montage. She gets her sitting at her desk, her hair falling out, because she is starving. And, because, like, a month later, I guess. And uh, the way she puts on foundation is bad, because she always puts it all in her hand and just slaps it on her face and over her mouth and, like, rubs it on. It's, it's weird. It's weird. And it shows that she's, like, sick, and she's sickly looking, and she's trying to make herself look better. But it's, 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 it's always bothered me. It's not how you put on foundation. What, Riley? What are you going to say? How do you put on foundation? Do you do it with your hands like that? No, I'm just going to say that 12-year-old Rachel knew how to put on foundation. 12-year-old Rachel didn't. Didn't, just didn't put it on. She had powder foundation that she put on with her little pad, with the little pad that came in the in the foundation thing, and she wore powder foundation, uh, mascara, and chapstick. And eyeshadow. That's it. An orange eyeshadow. Yep. I love that you used to wear orange eyeshadow. That I bought in Spain. Because no one was around to I stop me. It. No I one loved was around it. to stop me. It's one of my favorite things that I think... I think it's one of my favorite you facts is that you used to wear orange eyeshadow at least once a week. Oh, like every day. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I love that fact because it just shows that you're not as cool as you think you are. Riley, <laughs> I'm not cool. Um, I would disagree with that. Uh, uh, contradictory bitch you're cool now uh, you weren't cool when you were fucking 14 oh no orange who's, eyeshadow. who's cool when they're 14 who peaks in middle school it's fair that's fair fuck you okay so needy well, i'm just saying i'm, I'm okay, humbling okay, okay, okay. you i'm humbling I'm you humble mm, sit down be humble i was very specifically referencing when ariana grande sang humble in the style of evanescence on james corden no on jimmy fallon Sit down. Just keep Remember. going. Just keep going. God damn it. We're moving. Mean, uh, so Needy's at the dance waiting uh, to keep it on Jennifer and make sure she doesn't eat anyone there. Meanwhile, Chip is walking to the dance and cuts through a park. Uh, the guest artist performing at the dance is Low Shoulder, who are taking a break from their sold-out national tour to perform at the dance for free. Casual. Uh, Jen somehow finds Chip cutting through the fucking park and tried to talk to him about Needy, saying she's concerned about our little Needy. Uh, eventually, she tells him that Needy and Colin were fucking all the time and convinces Chip that not only does she like him, but to make out with her because Needy didn't deserve a boy like you. Meanwhile, Chip is still holding on to the corsage he bought specifically to match Needy's dress. It's an orchid. He bought it off the internet. It was like $12. <laughs> we get it you know this movie verbatim you could spit <laughs> the entire you could spit the entire score and and uh dialogue and dialogue at me uh for two hours straight and i would and i would say that i've been able to watch jennifer's body yeah we get it rachel so as they're making out jennifer's like sitting on his lap as they're making out they're sitting on the ground she tells him uh she literally says say i'm better than needy wait why and she goes back to making out with him. Now she's making out with him after she says that. Uh, and as Through the Trees plays again, because they're playing it at the concert, or at the concert, at the whatever, it's a concert. Needy can feel Jennifer kissing someone through their fucking psychic bond and immediately realizes it's Chip. Q 
cue dramatic cup drop of her dropping her school provided punch and running out of the dance as the chorus builds again to the through the trees I will find you so Jen and Chip take it inside to an like out of use indoor pool that's covered in graffiti but there's still water in the pool and it's murky and ugly and gross as fuck um, as Needy in her heels and all runs to Chip's house to find he left forever ago like 20 minutes ago and his mom told her that he usually cuts across the park and she's like uh Needy he left 20 minutes ago is something wrong and she's like okay go go and runs okay. cause it's only she was, and Needy's like he walked and she's like yeah it's only 5 blocks Chip lives Small 5 blocks shit. away from the school and Jennifer still got him still got him Small township. So in the pool, Jennifer makes jokes at Chip. They sit side by side, and eventually they try to kiss again. And as they're kissing, Chip pulls. He's like, I can't do it. And Demon Jen throws him into the murky-ass pool and starts to rough him up and throw him around and shit. Like, at one point, he almost gets out, and she drags him back in. Ugh. That scene sucks, because being dragged on concrete like that? Ugh. Uh, so as in a suit. In a suit. As Needy runs, she finds the corsage on the ground where he dropped it when they were making out. Uh, and here's Chip yelling from the inside pool and runs up the fucking hill. Amanda Seyfried running in heels is beautiful. She deserves an Oscar for that. Solely that? Yes. And for all Rachel of her hard it, work in Mamma Mia. Where should we get it? You're gay. So she finds him in the pool as Demon Jennifer is starting to eat his neck. And she literally says, St. Jude, Peter, and Paul, please give me the power to crush this bitch. As she crosses herself and then jumps face first into the pool and slams Jennifer down into the body. Into the body. Into the water. Roll credits. Jennifer's body. So Jennifer disappears on the water and comes barreling at Chip and Needy under the water like a torpedo. And as she's coming, as she's barreling at him, Chip throws her, throws Needy the fucking pepper spray. And as soon as Jen emerges, Needy pepper sprays her, causing Jen to vomit more icky black shit all over them. Gunk. Gunk. So Jen, Jen just shoots up straight out of the pool. So this is where I just wrote what I was pretty sure they said. And then as I press play to check my shit, they said it all verbatim. She can fly. She's just hovering. It isn't that impressive. God, do you have to undermine everything that I do? Straight up. Straight verbatim. I typed this before they said it and just see how accurate it was. And it's verbatim. Um, their verbal fight here is iconic and like, it is so wonderful. It is that, it is that perfect chef's kiss teenage blow up that you get when you were definitely more than best friends with your best friend and had this kind of breakup. It is perfect. perfect. It is perfect. Because you do this, you do the sly digs. Yeah. That just- you do the surface shit and then you get in there with that ugly shit that no one else knows. Like Needy at one point goes, uh, or um, Jennifer's like, I was snowflake queen. And Needy goes, yeah, two, two years, years ago, ago when you were still socially relevant and didn't need laxatives to stay thin. That is the kind of, kind of teenage girl shit that is so accurate. It hurts. And that you're like, oh, yeah, this movie, Chef's Kiss, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it just really hits those, it hits those points where you're just like, oop. They're more than best friends, but no, but they're, no, they, they are. They are. They are. They are. They are textbook more than best friends, but they were roommates. Oh my god, they, they were, were roommates. roommates. Okay, God, that was such a bad joke. That's anyway. such a bad joke. Scrap the joke. Oh, I know. And then, and then Needy goes, "Why Chip? 
is it just to tick me off or are you really that just that insecure and again jennifer went after colin after needy liked him or after needy not after needy approved of him she went after chip she could about anyone else but she went after fucking chip she went after needy's boyfriend and needy knew she would and it's 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 that moment of it's what it that's how jennifer shows her love is that i won't let any like i i'm the only thing you should be putting attention on yeah that's what it is yeah it's not a form of love it's a form of abuse but you don't have that vocabulary when you're 17 no anyway so i only thought oh this iconic line because uh jennifer then threatens to kill the fuck out of needy and needy goes i thought you only murdered boys jen cracks her neck i go both ways isn't there a Hannah Montana line in there somewhere? Yeah, uh, it's at the beginning of their fight uh, when Jen's finally is coming down from hovering. And uh, you're a jerk, Jennifer. Wow, any more slide digs, Hannah Montana? There we go. Because the Hannah Montana line, I'm like, ooh. It's stuck with you and you're like, Rachel, where is it? Rachel, where is it? You're talking about Jennifer's body. I want the Hannah Montana line. Yep. So then as Jen rushes to, over to kill Needy, Chip picks up a discarded like pool cleaner, like the ones with nets on the bottom, the long yeah. handled ones, yeah. and just stabs Jennifer through the stomach with it. Like just holds it up and Jennifer walks into it because she's so focused on Needy. Uh, but it goes through her stomach, not her heart, and Jen pulls it out and hobbles away and out the window. Uh, Chip starts actually dying on the ground now. His cell phone is clogged with gunk water and will not work. Um, and he's apologizing and saying he should have believed her. And then he calls her hot in her dress and she's like, now, now I know you're delusional. Because it's an ugly dress. But, uh, Chip. And now Chip's dead, so. Needy. This is also an extended scene that's not in the movie, the uncut movie. Needy, still covered in carnage, is laying on her bed in her prom dress in the carnage and all that she looks over and sees a picture of her and chip smiling together and then looks past that and sees her and jennifer and you can see the decision cross her face and then she gets dressed Amanda seyfried is a good actress Amanda seyfried's a fantastic actress she's so good she does a lot of fluff shit which is fine i love those movies they're there for a reason mama mia is great mean girls mean girls isn't fluff necessarily but it is she has a lot of comedy because she's good at comedy yeah this movie's funny this is a horror comedy yeah but it's 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 scary Amanda's too. A really good Amanda's actress. just a very a fantastic actress. Um, she also did Stitcher. She did it or in time some fucking time movie that we have that I saw once in Mr. Volta's class. Whatever. Alrighty. We yeah, weird connotation. Then I was like, it's really good, and I bought it, and I made mom buy it, and never watched it. Um, so Nita gets dressed in her all black, and we see her watching Jennifer through Jennifer's window. As Jennifer closes her eyes to go to sleep, she like turns off her TV, throws whatever she had in her hand to the ground. Like uh turns off her light and as she turns on her side needy fucking busts her ass through the window screaming and jennifer and her automatically start physically fighting so on their bed needy has her pinned needy is straddling jennifer and jennifer uh reaches up and just takes a huge fucking bite out of needy's shoulder needy pulls away from the bite pulls out a box cutter and is like do you know what this is it's a box cutter it's used for cutting boxes and Jen goes, and Jen's like, oh, wow, did you get all your home, did you get all your murder weapons at Home Depot? God, you're butch. And with that, Needy goes, cross out Jennifer, and crosses a huge X in Jennifer's stomach with the fucking box cutter. Jen looks down, looks up at Needy, and levitates them both. So they start flipping, flipping, flipping in midair. They're fighting, they're scratching, they're screaming. 
Needy reaches up and pulls the best friend necklace off of Jennifer's neck and throws it to the side. And this is the cover of the book. Is the best friend necklace covered in blood falling? That's the cover of the book that is also in the movie. Ha ha. Jen is so distracted by it that she drops. No more levitating. Needy takes this opportunity, angles the box cutter, screams, and hits her heart with it. As she falls. So putting the whole weight of not only her body, but the fall. The gravity. On to putting thrusting this box cutter into Jen's heart. Somehow getting past the ribs and everything. Whatever. The fucking sternum. Your body put things in place. Riley's tired, so she's not talking as much anymore. I am tired. Because it's 10.44. I'm also tired, but I get talkative when I'm tired. Riley's the opposite. I get sleepy. Yeah, because you're tired. Sit down. Be oh. humble. Correct. So, uh, as she stabs her, Jen goes, Ow, my tit. No. Your heart. Ugh. Iconic. Oh, did you hear my wrist pop? Yeah, that was nasty. Gross. Gross. I hope they didn't hear it. They didn't get that free ASM- ASMR. ASMR. You know what? If we do a Patreon, that's all we're doing. ASMR. If we get a Patreon, the ASMR will be me going to a chiropractor and letting them pop me like a glow stick. <laughs> anyway, so Jen's mom walks in and sees and just starts screaming. Um, Needy looks, I guess, satisfied and then rolls off Jen and just sits there covering her blood and then we zoom back to uh needy in the solitary confinement cell um they put food under into the door into the room and she like smells in like doesn't do anything um also jennifer looks beautiful in death she doesn't look sick anymore which definitely means a demon left her soul yeah um so this is a direct quote most occult scholars don't know this but if you get bitten by a demon and you live there's a good chance you might absorb some of the demon's powers and you just might get lucky for once in your miserable life and then it shows that Needy is levitating. She is, this cell is not very long or wide, but it's very tall. Yeah. It's like 13 feet tall. It's under, it's an underground cell. And there's a window at the top. And Needy is levitating up to the window. So she levitates up to the window, a good 10 feet above her, and kicks it out and escapes. Um, and as she's waiting to get picked up at the hitchhiker, she finds a knife in a small stream. And as a audience, we now all know that that is where the whole in devil's kettle exits because you also see the balls that the scientists threw down there at the beginning of the movie so while needy may or may not know that may or not become clear to her she's kind of psychotic at this point so it doesn't matter um you know as an audience it's uh god what's it called when the audience knows something before irony dramatic irony it's dramatic irony yes so that dramatic irony is when the audience knows something before the characters do in a movie play anything um, and it's because either you get another point of view or maybe you just figure it out. Media. It gets given to you, basically. So, like, we know Jennifer's killing people before Needy does. And that's technically dramatic irony. Anyway, so when she finally gets picked up by someone as a hitchhiker, uh, she tells the old man that she's trying to follow this band that she's really into. And he's like, oh, must be, they must be really good. And she's like, tonight's our last show. So the iconic line that was cut from this scene that was in the book was, she gets picked up in the movie, it's by an old man. In the book, it's by a 20-something college kid. And she, he rolls in the window and goes, Cool, I accept payment in the form of ass, grass, or gas. And she's like, Well, I've got no money or weed. So it's going to be ass then. You're going to have sex with this man. And that's technically the end of the movie. Is them driving off. 
and you see the low shoulder sign on the side of the road. When I took driver's ed, that one six-hour class I did, so I wouldn't have to take it ever again, which failed because I didn't take my driver test. Well, it was still valid, whatever. Um, they talked about what a low shoulder was, and so the the entire class, the entire six hours I was there, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on a Saturday morning when I was still drunk, was just through the trees. I will find you. I will heal the ruins left inside you. Cause I'm still here breathing now. And I say I was still drunk when I took that driver's ed course because I was because I had literally gone to bed at 4 a.m. when my mom picked me up at 7. Um, I got hundreds on those driving tests. And the instructor looked at me and they're like, why the fuck? Your last name's Robbins. Whose kid are you? And I was like, Rick Robbins. My dad was a goddamn traffic ticket lawyer. Of course, I know traffic laws. God damn it. One does not automatically equate the other because obviously Riley doesn't know shit about traffic laws. But I did go to court very often as a child for traffic tickets. Not personal, but with my father. And that's a third time's a charm for Richard Robbins. Maybe we should all go kill him. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> I, Whoa, buddy. I got there. I okay. There. Okay. No, we're going to talk about this for a little second. Rachel fucking does this shit, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, you're obviously his kid. And then I show up to the same class, don't do <laughs> as well, don't do bad, but don't do as well. And then they're like, oh, that's the dumb one. And it's true. I am the dumb one. The fifth one is not going to be the smart one at that point. Riley is saying this very specifically because we both took the same psychology class. You're talking about something else? I was talking specific. I I was just talking in general, but yes, you can bring up that specific moment. Okay, because what she's very specifically talking about. But I wasn't oh, even thinking what, about okay, it. Okay, but what it very it seemed very much a sort of thinly veiled reference to right. was this psychology class we both took. I took it obviously three or four years before her. Um, four, five years. Five years. Five We're five years, five years apart. Well, 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 no, but also I took it my junior year of high school. You took, took it mine my junior year of high school. The summer between junior and senior? No, I took it my 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 junior, my the first semester in junior year. Okay, so we took it roughly four and a half years apart. Because I took it the, jun- the summer between my juniors. It was the last one I needed for my associates. Yeah. So this teacher, I sat like, you know, dead center of the classroom, not in the front, not in the back. And it wasn't like a lecture hall. It was just like a classroom with rows. Um, and so I sat like two rows away from the front maybe one row away from the front not in the very front and then just dead center because i like the center because i'm blind and i don't want to wear my glasses and he would only make us do homework as extra credit and you would have to go yes to get points and you would get those certain amount of points added to your test scores and so to get turn in those extra credits you'd have to go to his office during office hours and it was like notes uh and it was annotated notes it was stupid yeah I did not like it. It was, uh, the, it's uh, apparently a lot of people do it in a lot Cornell. of classrooms. Cornell. Cornell notes are the stupidest thing on the planet. They did not teach me shit. They taught me I have very little patience is what they taught me. Um, but so the, you would get those as extra credit points, whatever. I did like a bunch my first week in that class. Cause it was only like a three or four week class. It wasn't a full, it was, that's a summer class. So it was every day or every other day, at least two hours, whatever. So, after our first test, I went and turned it in. And he was like, oh, you don't need these. Um, you blew the curve. And I'm like, what do you mean I blew the curve? Because I had no idea what he was talking about. And I was like, and he was like, most people got like 60s or 70s on this test and you got a 97. 
So um, what a curve is in academia is they take the highest score, put it up to 100, and how many points they needed to get to 100, they'll add to everyone else's grade. You know, it's a it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. Rachel fucked it up. But I blew the curve. So I didn't change anyone's letter grade unless they already had a 69, and they then got bumped up to a C. Yeah. So he was like, cool, you don't need these. You don't have to turn them in. Uh, and then I continued to blow the curve because he had quizzes like every other day. Yeah, he had quizzes daily. And that's those were your basically just your grades. And then you had like one one or two big tests. But yeah. I was blowing the curve on the quizzes and the tests. So after I blew the curve on the first test um, was when you also had nicknames. So he wouldn't give out the test back. He would just put all the scores on one sheet of paper. You had a nickname that you submitted at the beginning of class. That you don't he, tell anyone. You don't tell anyone your nickname. So he could just pass around everyone's grades. And no one and gets no one ashamed. knows each other's. They only know your. You only know your own nickname. And so, um, one day, uh, he asked me. He was like, "Yeah, you're the one blowing the curve. Your last name's Robbins. Are you related to Richard Robbins?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's my dad." And he was like, "Cool. Yeah. No, I thought I recognized you. Uh, I used to hang out at his bar with him when he was when you were little. You used to run around in your bar. No wonder you're blowing the curve. That man's a genius." And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> I did not inherit the genius. And then he did not recognize Riley at all. No, he did not. Um, I cried in his office because I did not do my notes perfectly the first time. Um, after never doing Cornell notes ever before that. After never doing Cornell notes before that. Um, cried in his office. I went back to school that day. And I was really proud of my notes, too. Sorry, did you just jumped back were, a little bit? You were. I was you were. So you told proud. me about them, too. And I, I was, told you. I told mom. I showed mom. I showed my friends. You didn't show me. I didn't show you because I knew you were going to fuck it. I knew you were going to fuck up my self-esteem. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be proud of something for once. I literally went in like the next day, turned in my notes, and he said, these are garbage. Yeah. This this isn't what I asked of you to do. And I just went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, that's 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 how we work specifically, because I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not an idiot. I'm not dumb. I'm just not an intellectual. I'm not plays, a genius. She only plays idiot on TV. Okay, there's a difference <laughs> between being an intellectual and being smart. Yeah, I'm not an intellectual. You don't, I'm not a genius level. I'm not that kind of thing. Well, I'm not saying I am either. Um, but being an intellectual just means sometimes you just inherently get it. It's like it's it's that it's that uh smart kid syndrome that you got put in gifted and talented or GT really early as a kid and now you're kind of burnt out and you don't really do anything you don't have any motivation you don't know how to study shit like that it's because you're an intellectual and you show signs of advanced learning really early on so like uh one time i was taking this college class with my friend who's very very smart very smart human being um and i wrote the paper for this class for our teacher who is a fucking doctor by the way i will teach paper for this class contact drunk sitting next to my uncle and my mom and my aunt who were all super super wasted on scotch and like we slept there that night like that's how drunk my mom was my mom never gets drunk because it makes her very sleepy um i wrote that paper in 20 minutes while sitting next to these three feeling contact drunk like i was tired i was i couldn't focus for whatever reason i was like i feel drunk it's because i'm around you too you guys too much what the fuck's happening whatever i wrote it i didn't edit it whatever i got a 98 on that paper my friend sent me their paper and they got like a 96 or something which is great they're smart they're they're intelligent but they spent a longer time on it and they had it proofread not only by me, by other people too. So it's 
the difference between being like an intellectual and just being smart is being smart. You you work hard. You're you're a hard worker and you're great at doing that. Like good for you. You get the grades you want because you work and achieve them. I'm an intellectual. I slack and I still get the grades and that's not fair, but it's what it is. If I have to try it something, I'm going to fail. That's why I failed chemistry because I had to try at it and I didn't want to do it. I bet my friend didn't fail chemistry. Let's be real because they worked at it. So it's like there's rows and cons to each, but like that's the difference between Riley and I is that Riley has yeah. to try. Yeah, I do have to try. I'm doing and a peace good. sign. You and can't see it. You can't see it. And it's good because it makes Riley, you know, she knows how to work at things. Whereas I'm like, if I want to work at it, I will. But if I don't, I don't give a shit. If I can't get it immediately, I don't care. <laughs> Yikes. Awful. Anyway, I have two more bullet points for this goddamn Yeah, movie. we are so close. We are, we are literally and it's literally just about the credit the sequence. It's just but, about the credit sequence. But the credit sequence. sequence is important. It is important. So... The credit sequence is her getting into Low Shoulder's hotel room and just destroying them. It starts with them, like, goofing around, throwing M&Ms at each other, doing coke. Someone knocks on the door, and then it goes to crime scene photos of them all dead with fucking, um, yeah. And then the last clip of this sequence is her, is security footage of her walking down the hallway out of their hotel room and then catching her face. And, uh, the last crime scene photo is Nikolai with his fucking Bowie knife shoved in his stomach. So that's poetic justice. We love to see it. Alrighty. So that's been Jennifer's body. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. This is um, a long episode. A, last week's was two episodes or two episodes, two hours long. This week's probably going to be two hours, two long. hours long. Um, I mean, like, what else are y'all doing? Yeah. It's still quarantine, especially where we live. So what, 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 unless what else you're you gonna, in school too, which I mean, I mean, good for going you if Zoom, you're dude. in school, but also cool. Cool. And we have no new emails. We love you all who emailed us last week or, you know, like actually a month ago. Like a month ago. But still, we checked again this week. We checked again just to make sure, just that, to make we sure that we're not it. assholes. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Follow us on thank all you. the social medias. We say them Let in me every pull other up episode. This m- we say them every episode, Riley. I know. But I always forget them. Okay, our Instagram is grabbagpod. Our Twitter is grabbagpodcast. I am Ray Robbins, Riley's Theater Geek 244. Our our forespoken about email is grabbagrr at gmail.com. Our website is grabbagrr.wixsite.com slash my site. And it's funny because half the emails we got were submitted through our website because there's a contact us yeah. section, which just emails us. Yeah, so buddy. thank you guys for not only going emailing us, but for going, going to, to our, our website. website. <laughs> my, my, my poorly designed website. Anyway, have a great night, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.